When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos. Basketball University on Medium, and the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, NBA Free Agency is just about here as we talk to you right now. It's about 29 minutes away from the free agency period for the NBA, one of the greatest times of the year for the NBA season, and we're here all excited to see who the Lakers and some of the other NBA teams that are out there. We're going to try to report it all to you because we're going to cover the first hour of NBA free agency where it's the hottest action going on, the quickest, every all the deals being made. We're going to go ahead left and right. Watch out. To, you know, you, you know, you might get hit by some of the deals that are going to be out there for some of these NBA teams. A lot has been speculated on, and I'm sure behind the scenes, even though that's uh, naughty, naughty by these teams, I'm sure there's some agreements under the table that's already been made. And here today to talk about what's going on with NBA free agency, especially for the Lakers, as far as that's concerned, are two great guests indeed. But first off, I do want to mention simultaneously for those interested in tabletop RPG gaming on the Pop Culture Cosmos page, Facebook and Twitch right now. We are the number one tabletop RPG streamer that's out there, and we have our usual Monday game, The Great Folks, as part of the Demolition Force. They're on live right now, so if you're interested, you can flip back and forth. We'll keep you updated what's going on here, and if you like and are interested in Dungeons & Dragons, it's available right now at Pop Culture Cosmos. But right now, it is the NBA free agency for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. A lot of things to talk about, and first up, I want to go ahead and hit him up right now. He was the first man to show up indeed, but he is one of the guys behind Basketball University. That's on medium.com slash basketball dash university. That is my good friend indeed. It is Spencer Young. And Spencer, you and I were on the same wavelength when it came to the acquisition of Russell Westbrook and Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet were severely misguided. Although, in the end, I'm hoping 
both you and I are very much wrong and proven wrong. I want to put that for the record out there. I am sincerely hoping I am proven wrong in the playoffs and that Russell Westbrook can be a key to the team's success going forward. But your thoughts now, now that we have Westbrook in the fold or, you know, by all intents and purposes, when everything clears through that we're going to have him, what do you think the Lakers are first going to target? I mean, we're hearing rumors from all players, you know, from DeRozan, from this player to that player. Are there certain players that you're hoping the Lakers can target here in 26 minutes? Yeah, I, I just like shooting, shooting, more shooting. and then... Really? Is there is that is that maybe possibly some shooting in there as well? Uh, um, but, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that we're going to get some veteran minimum shooters. I think I, I'd want one 3 and D wing that's really good at defense because – I think there's a Kevin Durant problem that's looming over a roster. Um, because, I mean, right now LeBron or AD has to guard him or has yeah. a chance. And we, we've seen what happens when we like put KCP on Kawhi. That doesn't work. I mean, so uh, we need someone who's really good at defense and hopefully can shoot. Like, that's who I'd target with the taxpayer mid-level. So, like, a Nick Batum. I don't know. Um, Otto Porter, maybe. Oh, yeah. Otto Porter. But another interesting name that got dropped, I wasn't expecting that I'm kind of, kind of intrigued by. And Laker Tom poo pooed that away because he said Morris is better. It doesn't matter if they could sign both. But Zach Collins out of Portland, guy, if he ever decides to stay healthy, can hit from the outside, shot blocking, and can play a little bit of both the four and the five. Your thoughts? Uh, only if Marcus Gasol retires, I guess, because I, I wouldn't want a third big on the roster, I don't think, or at least not a third center, because we saw what happens when you have three centers. Someone's yeah. going to be. And, yeah, I, I, you mentioned it. He, I don't remember the last time he's, like, not been injured, to be honest. So so he could come for cheap, and he can hit from the three-point area. So, And he could also be injured again. So. so tell me your thoughts. I mean, we talked about shooting as far as being the, you know, the ultimate thing that the Lakers have to go for. I mean, is there any other shooters out there? Otto Porter, obviously, when he's right – he he can be that 40 plus percent three point shooter and he's going to be playing for a contract if he whoever he signs with cuz it sounds like after his departure that left you know it, if he's leaving chicago that is going to be somewhat uh you know on a down note because he he had injuries and uh it didn't meet expectations but he can be in that mode where he's playing for a new contract. In fact, a lot of these guys, if you pick them up, they're going to be trying to play for a larger contract. So there is motivation there. Are you hoping that they can get, you know, outside of the veterans that are well plus 30? Because I know that's been mentioned a lot. In fact, I had a conversation that, uh, you know, at the dinner table the other night with a, a couple of Lakers fans and all they were talking about, well, we're going to get mellow. We're going to get this guy. We're going to get this guy. And then you're talking about, I added it all up, the average age was 34 when they talked about this lineup and i'm like are you serious uh, you know uh, I, I don't get it you, you 
you, you can only have so many veterans. Mix in veterans, that's great. But when you just predominantly, okay, we're going to go get all these old guys, that's really not going to get it done. Yeah, well, okay, so I, I mean, I agree with you, but there's like one complicating factor, which is that, you know, if you if you have like two or three people looking to get paid on your next contract, you get what happened this season where Dennis Schroeder demands the start and Montrez Harrell will like cryptically tweet every game he doesn't get enough minutes and, you know, situations like that. So I, it's a fine balance. I don't um, – I'm glad I'm not in Rob Kalinka's shoes because I'm sure players like LeBron and Jared Dudley are asking for more, you know, 34-year-olds, but – the roster building would suggest you need more younger players. So we'll see, I guess. Is the pressure on Rob Palenka? Because I'm starting to beginning to think that it, that could be the case. I mean, yeah, because the pressure is on because you traded for a, a clearly flawed asset, right? Russell Westbrook has a flaw that could undermine everything about your team. So the pressure is on to prove that he's going to, build out a good roster around them. So, yeah, the pressure is on, I think, for Rob Palenka. But it also could be on for a lot of other members, like, for instance, Frank Vogel. I mean, the seat, I don't think it's going to get super hot, but there's a chance that it could get warm with uh, what's going on. And I will give Laker Tom and also Jamie Sweet some props because Las Vegas here seems to be behind you because the Lakers have now pulled to an even and a slightly, depending on where you go, status. And, of course, it's swayed a little bit by the Lakers fans themselves who do actually jump up the price a little bit on the betting odds. But the Lakers are now the Lakers are now almost considered a favorite or right at right there or a slight favorite above Brooklyn right now because of the acquisition of Westbrook. And here today to talk about NBA free agency, and we'll go ahead and get you updates as we go along. He's a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. I know our differences on Westbrook aside, this is right now is coming up to the point where we need to go ahead and build out the roster. We need to go ahead and get shooting. We need to get some type of consistency in the backups, but we don't have a lot of money to do that with. Yeah, but I think there's some things in our favor. For example, there are there are lots of players out there that are it's not the free agency class that has three or four superstars on there. Um, although it might be, you know, just depends what Kawhi decides to do. But I but I think the Lakers have a lot of opportunities. You know, I think that um, shooters definitely are what we need. Um, and when I step back and I look at the transaction for Russell Westbrook, um, my initial reaction is I was I was kind of shocked because I really was very high on Buddy Heald and I thought that re- really made sense for the same reasons that, that you and Spencer basically didn't like the deal, I, I thought were negatives. But, you know, I, I sometimes almost react oppositely than you guys do when I when somebody – does something so outlandish as a trade like that, then I start to think about, well, what's the reasoning behind it? Um, I think Rob Palenka is too smart and it's too serious a situation to, for him to have gone into that deal without a really clear 
alternative A plan and B plan for how to get the shooting. I think the A plan is healed. The B plan might be Ellington and and uh, Patty Mills, for example. You know, two guys who both take six threes a game versus that's not as good as one guy who takes 10. But um, I know there are people who still think that we're going to start Gasol at center. I think that's ridiculous. I think a guy who makes less than one three per game is not a threat that's going to cause defenses to adjust. And I don't think you can go out there with LeBron, AD, and Russell, a center, and have just one guy be the shooter. So I think we have two. I I think we have to go with AD starting at the five. I'm sure that we're going to get some centers to back him up because he's not going to play heavy minutes at the five. He'll play some at the four, and and, uh, he'll play good. But I think he'll start and close games out at the five. And when you have that lineup with AD, LeBron, and and Russ, you got to have two shooters on the court. It's that simple. And where do you get those two shooters? One of them's got to come from a trade, either expanding the the uh, Russell Westbrook trade or making a separate trade involving sign and trade involving Schroeder, or a trade involving Caruso and THT. Because the problem that the Lakers have is that. When you sign another $44 million guy and you got a 30, 41 and a $35 million guy, you're in salary cap hell. And basically the Lakers, unless they're willing to pay $340,000 a year in payroll, they're going to have to choose between going after Buddy Heald and keeping... You mean you mean $340 million. Three hundred forty million. Excuse me. Yeah. That, if that was three hundred forty thousand in the payroll, yeah, I'll I take know. that. Now, thousand or million, they're the same to me at this point in time. That's a lot life. of zeros. This is yeah. a lot of zeros. Um, but I mean, nobody's. I mean, the, the the put things into perspective. The the Warriors and and the Nets are looking at fifty to $100 million dollars in luxury taxes this year. The Lakers would be looking at one hundred and sixty million dollars in luxury taxes if they bring back Caruso, THT, the MLE, and sign but and trade for Buddy Heald. Um, that's probably untenable, you know? I mean, it means whoever's the last guy that you happen to put up when you submit the names to the NBA, if he's a $10 million guy, he's going to cost you 40 If he's a $5 million guy, he's going to cost you 25 You know, it's such a regressive system that... So my big concern is, who are the Lakers going to get as those two starters? One of them is going to be from the MLE, and one of them is going to be from a trade of some form. And I think that in the back of everybody's mind is the Lakers have paid luxury tax once in the last since 2013, which was last year. And they paid a paltry $5 million in luxury tax. Now, Jeannie's obviously sort of signaled that and and Rob have sort of signaled that, hey, we're going all in right now because they signed Westbrook. And you know you have to have shooters for Westbrook. And we're not talking about, you know, minimum better and minimum shooters who take, you know, make one three a game or less than one of the game. You're talking about getting somebody like Buddy Heal. I have a lot of faith in the Lakers. I have a lot of faith in Rob Palinka. But, you know, we've all seen mistakes made before. You know, we all remember we all remember the opening day when uh, Jim Buss and and Mitch Kupchak signed two guys that you know the lake that hung around the Lakers and one of them still hanging around the Lakers, the Mozgov and Deng situation, and then 
you still see guys that, that passed up drafting, you know, Luka Doncic, you know. So, I mean, just because they're professionals doesn't mean they're perfect. But I have a lot of faith in them, and I don't think that Rob would have gone out there and made this deal for Westbrook. I don't think LeBron and AD would have agreed to the deal, and they seem almost to be the creators of the deal, unless they had solid options afterwards. And I'm not talking about just a prayer, buddy healed in a prayer. They have to have an A plan, a B plan, and a C plan. And I'm excited to see what they're going to be. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I know that that's a concern of both you and everyone else out there that in Lakerlands that the you know there's going to be a repeat of that year when the Lakers had a whole bunch of cash. I don't think they're going to go ahead and sign anyone crazy because they really can't. They're not allowed yeah. to unless it's going to be a sign and trade for Schroeder's contract or or you know if Schroeder signs something or if Caruso decides to get a big offer and you you know they want some pieces back and, and things of that nature that they can go ahead and negotiate. That's one thing I want to ask you, Spencer. I mean, the possibility in the past of sign and trades has been something that's not been frequent, but it's been there. It happens once or twice every now and then. But this year, a lot of people are targeting because there's, I think, only eight teams that really have cash on hand in the NBA that there could be more situations that will line itself up to sign and trade, which would benefit the Lakers because if there's a team that doesn't get their primary point guard, let's say, and they have to go ahead and have an option B, Dennis Schroeder will probably be an option B. And if that's the case, he might become a candidate for a sign and trade. Do you see a situation where the Lakers may or could possibly benefit from a, you know, a couple sign and trades here and there, especially if Caruso and Schroeder do get uh, you know, enticed by other teams for a great deal of money? Yeah, I think... You, you mentioned it, right? You need to keep an eye on the eight teams with cap space because if those eight spots go to, like, I don't know, Spencer, Dinwiddie, Kyle Lowry, I mean, I, I think he's going to Miami. But, uh, you know, players that are better than Dennis Schroeder definitively, if those spots are all taken, then Schroeder needs a sign and trade, right? Yeah. Well, And then at worst, you're getting a giant trade exception. At best, you're going to get, like, Buddy Heald which, I mean, it's, it's unlikely, but I guess you can still pray in the 20 minutes, 12 minutes we have left. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd keep an eye on those eight teams. I think I read a report that they're meeting with Caruso and he's going to get, like, 
around what the full MLE is. I know, obviously, we have bird rights, so we're not being hard capped there. I think it's fine. I I wouldn't trade it until down the down the line. I think, and I think we're keeping THT. So it's shrewder or bust, in my opinion. And that's one I think I want to ask you. Let's say he does get overpriced. THT does at seventeen to twenty million a year, and and that team really wants them. Or they, or do you think they're just going to price it just to make the Lakers swoon a little bit more on the luxury tax? If it's a situation where THT is all, you know, it, you know, they're all gung ho for THT. Let let's say let's take a team like Chicago per se that has some cap space and they love THT and they really want to go ahead and get them and they offer seventeen to twenty million. For me as the Lakers, I think you got to look at it and say, you know what, is this kid worth keeping at that price, or is he worth maybe trying to get something back in return? Uh, okay, well. If a team with cap space signs him, they're they're, they're gonna like sign. Or, or let's say let's say a team that's got maybe like doesn't have as much cap space wants to sign it to that. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because they're. I'm pretty sure the Lakers are protected by the Gilbert Arenas provision. So yes, over the next two seasons, I don't think his salary is gonna be awful. So I, I know I, there's a certain amount you have to climb because he's a second round draft pick. Yeah, I would probably just keep him because his deal has to be palatable for the next two seasons, and then you can deal him later. I think teams will still value him. So, okay, just the thing is, the longer he stays there, and if he does not improve the way you think he will improve, and the way Laker Tom originally and myself, what he bought me into, Laker Tom bought me into THT at the beginning of last season. I wasn't so sure. Now I'm back to where I was a year ago. I'm going to be honest with you with THT that I, he has a lot to work on, a lot to develop, and I'm not sure it's going to get done by the time he's 24, 25, 26, and in the prime of his career. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty – I'm not – I don't think he's going to be like an all-star, but I'm, I'm pretty high that he's going to be a, a starter. Yeah. On the or a functional rotational player. Yeah. I think his biggest problem right now is that his image, like he, he frankly just hasn't played that much playoff, like high level basketball. And so you'll notice a lot of times he'll like miss rotations on defense or make questionable choices. And that's why, you know, a player like Wes Matthews, who underperformed all season was still chosen over him in the playoffs. So that's what I'd worry about, I guess. Okay. But it is; uh, those are good points indeed. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lakers will do with THT. Laker Tom, let's get you back on here real quick. I mean, again, THT is someone that I think I don't think a lot of people are concerned that he's going to be leaving the Lakers unless the Lakers absolutely want him gone or to see maybe for another valuable piece that's maybe a little a bit more in the veteran range that they could possibly sign and trade for. But I think THT is here. He has to develop. He has to become a player that the, the Lakers can count on. And, uh, you know, you you saw. You saw the promise at the beginning of the last season. What do you think we he can do and what he needs to work on in order to get to that next level to where to the point where, we you know, we thought he would be? Because I could see even with you, and I could hear in your voice, your disappointment at where his his ultimately his his progression ended up at the at the end of the last season i i figured him to be a little bit more of a contributor than what he what he ended up being such a leap 
to the point where he, he played in the uh, in a series against the Rockets and uh, and actually surprised everybody by getting meaningful minutes and really performing well when he did those. And I think most of us thought that, you know, when a kid that's 19 years old makes that kind of leap, you sort of expect that same geometric progression the next year, and we didn't see that. Um, what we saw were some promising abilities, but what really held him back was the – the lack of threat that he has to be an outside shooter. He's got to learn to be a three-point shooter because teams are just sagging down on him and, and, and you know, he's running into the same problem that everybody who drives and attacks the basket does with the Lakers, which is they don't have spacing, so teams crowd the middle and so forth. Um, I think the big thing that everybody is missing when they talk about THT and they talk about Caruso is – there's definitely a route, a pathway for them to come back to the Lakers because they're both they're both players who contributed. I mean, you may say that THT's value is the future and Caruso's value is more the present, but that's a teeter totter that could swing, you know, in one season very easily. Very true. THT's favor. Um, I think what you're missing is that. I mean, I've, I've read a lot of stuff about what's expected to be their salary. THT people can give him two years at 10 and two years at max and come out with a, you know, an $84 million offer for him. That's what and I then, meant as far as averaging yeah. out per season. And the Lakers, the Lakers, and from the Lakers standpoint, they can accept that 10, 10, 30, 30, or, or they can turn around and, and balance average it out at 20 a year, you know? Yeah. Um, but what everybody's missing out is it's not, it's not what they're going to pay. And they, both guys, I think, are really worth around $10 million on the marketplace. That's about what I see all the estimates of projections of what they, what their what their annual salary should be. Okay, so if you look at those two guys at $10 million, the problem is the luxury tax. Because when you make a decision whether you're going to keep THT or, or keep Caruso, you got to first factor in one thing. You got to factor in the money that you've got to set aside for all of those roster spots because we only have five guys guaranteed, and you have to have fourteen players on the team. So by the time you take a million seven for each one of those guys, and by the time you let's say throw in the MLE for five point nine million because we need that desperately to get another starter. Then you're looking at, and then you, you look at adding Caruso, bringing Caruso back or bringing THT back. You're talking about at least a three or four times penalty. So that means you're talking about, do you want to bring Alex back at 30 million? You want to bring Caruso back at 30 million? I mean, it distorts everybody. Do you want to sign Heald at 60 million? Because that's what you're looking at after you've got a big three superstar where the average pay of those guys is $120 million just in three guys. It's the salary cap in three guys. So these decisions about who's going to come back, I think you first you got to fill out the roster spots to get to 14. That's, you know, that's nine spots times a million seven. So you're talking $15 million there. Then you've got to get some shooters. And we're not talking about – you. you yeah, you want some minimum better and minimum shooters, but you better get somebody who is better than a minimum better shooter. You put him, and I think that's more important than 
Caruso or THT. Now, once you get that shooter and you got the MLE covered, then the question is how valuable is, and it's really not a question of how valuable or what potential THT has or how valuable Caruso is. It's more a consideration of where do you draw the line on what, on even though the guy has great value, are you going to pay $30 million for Alex Caruso? Are you going to pay $30 million for THT who might not even, like Gerald says, might not even be a starter for a couple of years? And on this team, maybe never. Um, so that's the that's the dilemma that I see the Lakers facing, you know. That's why the, all of the arguments about Caruso and so forth, those all are going to get determined by what else the Lakers prioritize. And shooting comes before them. So by the time you take the minimum amount that they could pay for veterans and you add in the MLE, you're definitely in the area where you're going to pay $40 million to, to sign Dennis and, uh, and $40 million to sign Alex or Dalen. That's the real dilemma that's facing the Lakers. And it colors everything that we should be thinking about as we move forward. Um, because we have no evidence that the Lakers are willing to pay I mean, we're talking about if you keep Caruso and and you're talking 50, over $50 million in taxes if they keep Caruso and THT. And if they even if they don't keep them and they got healed, you're talking $80 million in taxes. Now, $50 million and $80 million is in the same ballpark as the Nets and the Dubs are going to pay now. Are the Lakers really willing and able to go over that? I hope they are. That would be the biggest plus of the whole night. Is the Lakers coming out and saying, we're going to spend $170, $180 million in salary. We're going to accept $150, $160 million in tax. And we're going to put a team out there that we say is absolutely the best team that we could put out there. That would be great news, and it's Genie's money. Thank God for the big television contract. But uh, I think that they're going to draw the line somewhere below that. I think they'll go as far as, as – I think they'll go as far as $75, $80 million. $80 million in taxes that it would take to to get uh, Buddy Heald in, you know, and maybe a little bit more to get Alex back. THT, I think you got to give him up. Well, we'll see what happens indeed, my friend, but it is right now coming on 10 seconds left before the start of NBA free uh. agency. Uh, we're, we're here right now as the Lakers fast break. We do want to thank you so much for joining us. If you want to leave your comments, please, Facebook, Lakers Fast Break. We're live right now. We're also live on Lakerholics, the group on Facebook. We're also live on Lakerholics.com. We're also live all over on several groups on Facebook. So please join us. Please share us your comments, your thoughts. As we go along, we're going to be reporting what we can over the next hour in free agency. But it is now live. It is now free agency right now. It is 3 o'clock. So well, Pacific time. It is 6 o'clock Eastern time, and so free agency has officially begun. We're looking forward to seeing all the action. And, uh, you know, the first transaction is the Lakers getting Timofey. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding out there. No, they did not get to bring back Timofey Mozgov. Luol Deng? No, no, not Luol Deng. No, no, no. I had Spencer looking there for a second. but Lonzo uh, <laughs> Ball has agreed to a deal with the Bulls. That's correct. Uh, right there for you. Great proposal. I want to right see there. a two-way trade. I want to see a two-way trade of Lonzo going to going to uh, the Hornets. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. Devonte going to the uh, Pelicans. I think that would be cool to see all three Ball brothers on the same team. 
Well, no, well, not see the thing is one of them is really not that good and not ready for well, the yeah, NBA. But, but he's got a contract for the he's got a contract for camp. It's like the Atentacumpos. I mean, there's one yeah. really, really good one, and then well, maybe two, three. maybe two, maybe two, uh, because no, uh, the young not kid, the, not the, the one on the young Lakers. One. The real young one is probably the second best. All right. Well, we have started already with, like I said, the, the talk already on Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball uh, looking like more and more that he's going to be a member of the Chicago Bulls. So that's something very interesting there. I know they did have uh, that's done. one minute. It's already done. Lonzo. Yep. 85 million four year deal. That's right. Reported by Shams right there for you. I'm looking at that right now. So funny that these things are, are decided upon funny and miraculously how that's done within the span of 90 seconds. So, you know, smart negotiators, no, huh? Yeah. No really tampering lawyers. Read all that contract and stuff. Yep, no tampering there. <laughs> Must be some speed readers on those contracts. But Spencer, your initial thoughts on Lonzo Ball, Laker Tom? We already know he's one of the big. You know, he, he's one of the, he's the president of the Lonzo Ball fan club. But your thoughts on Lonzo Ball heading to Chicago? I mean, I I kind of expected it. Um, like it it's been rumored for a while. Uh, I think it's a decent fit. I'm I'm worried though that between Lonzo, they're gonna I don't think the contract's gaudy. I think the contract is a nice fit, eighty five for four for eighty five. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, but I think there's there's gonna be pressure to like make the playoffs and actually be oh yeah more competitive because they traded for Vucevic, probably gonna extend Levine. Uh, I guess. Ben Simmons won't be going to the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, not anytime soon. But yeah, it's four years, $85 million for Lonzo Ball as he's officially the first contract signed in this free agency period. Uh, very interesting indeed. Tom, I know you're still a big fan of Lonzo Ball. Your thoughts on him going to the Chicago Bulls? For Lonzo, you know, I mean, he came into probably as pressure-ridden situation as any young player could come into going into the Lakers with Magic Johnson calling him, you know, the next coming of of Jesus. And and basically he didn't, you know, he really he really was a flawed player when he came in. He still is a flawed player, but I think it's pretty amazing after two years in LA that, that the two years he spent in New Orleans, he really fixed his jump shot. And I just um, want to make mention now that is this is like we talked about just before free agency started with Spencer and I talking about it. This is a sign and trade agreement. So you see yep. these teams helping each other out. Yeah, and and uh, and and basically, you know, I've been telling everybody all year long that sign and trade is not a terrible thing because you get the first off, you get that you get the nine point five million dollar full MLE, which for example, well, Chicago had the space though. That's the thing. Remember, Spencer and I were talking about the you know, and I use Chicago as an example. They had the space. Yet they yeah. still did a sign and trade. Very interesting. Well, it also it, it benefits them, you know. I mean, it's 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 just it just makes sense, you know. They they still they still have the space because they're sending back salary to match it, um, you know. And and now they now they can do they can add another player to the team and so forth. Um, they just Tim Hardaway just signed Tim Hardaway Jr. just signed a four year seventy two million dollar deal with Dallas. So that's um, a that's a good re-sign by them. I was hoping yeah. that the Lakers somehow could maneuver a trade because <laughs> I think he's a great shooter. 
But yeah. he obviously I always hate to see a shooter, a big shooter like that go off of the board at this point in time. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Dallas was very wise yeah. in retaining his services. Uh, we're seeing that right now. I mean, it's as a coming across the wire, it's very interesting. But Lonzo Ball, I think, again, can be a, a good asset for you, a good rotational player and actually someone who can be a very good starter for a long time in his current, if, if, if his current continuation of progression holds, I mean, that's the thing he's got to continue to be on that, you know, upward climb yeah. as far as his shooting and playmaking. Is well, he still has flaws as you pointed out, Gerald, that he's got to fix. Um, but you know, he's a low usage player who can play off of the ball and yet has great ball handling skills. So he's a, and he's very versatile defensively because he can guard one, two, and three. So yeah. they get a player that's perfect for a team that is. I mean, Zach's going to have the ball in his hands. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And so you you want a guy who can get the ball to him, who can let's say hit the open shot if if Zach gives the ball up, and who can play D, take on the tougher defender, so Zach doesn't have to guard him. Um, I think it's you know, and if you want to run which I think they do, it's perfect. And they've got a stretch five now in Vooch. You know, so it's it's a good move by them. I think it makes all the sense in the world. And uh, I'm really happy for Lonzo. You know, it's a big market. Um, and they should be pretty good. You know, they've, they've still got that cap space. So the Bulls are coming back. I want to go ahead and give everybody an update right now. According to Sham Sharania of The Athletic, uh, the latest news he's been given on his Twitter is that five-time NBA All-Star Jimmy Butler is expected to agree to a maximum contract extension with the Miami Heat when the league year opens up on August 6th. So that's something to look at there. You know, For an older player like that, offering him the maximum is kind of a, maybe a risky move, but we'll see what happens on the back end of that contract. It's worked out so far for a couple other players, namely Chris Paul. So we'll see what happens there. Boban, uh, Boban Marinovich, uh, you know, a favorite, favorite out there. Just such a great, great guy and a great teammate to everyone out there. So Boban Marinovich, you know, he's just, uh, you know, you just, you just root for the guy because he just is such a great, great guy to get along with. And, you know, his, him and his, and Tobias Harris, they get along so well, but he is re-signing with, the Dallas Mavericks, they who immediately also re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. for a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. No terms were discussed or released on Boban's con- new contract, but Mike Conley Jr. has also signed a three-year, sixty-eight million dollar deal to return to the Utah Jazz. I want to get your thoughts on this, Spencer, real quick. He is an older player, but he was a nice piece. He had a re- nice bounce-back year last season. Three years, $68 million. We're not sure if the last year is guaranteed or not because it didn't report that part of it. You can always find out that stuff later on. But three years, $68 million, does that seem like a right price for Mike Colony right now? Yeah, because – I well, actually, I thought it was a discount. Um, I was counting on, like, the three years, seventy. Oh, there's Laker news. There we go. Okay, but go um, before we go ahead to Lakers news, go ahead and finish your statement on Mike Conley. Yeah, I think three years, 68 is a good deal. I mean, like, if, what if you got Kyle Lowry for three years, 68? You'd say that's a great deal, too, right? He's he's just another one of those veteran point guards who's doing really well late in his career. 
And just to let everybody know, the Butler Max contract that's supposed to be okayed as of August 6th will be in the range of four years, $184 million. Maybe a little bit of a bargain there. I'm kidding when I say that, but we'll see what happens on the back end of that contract. The Chicago Bulls are sending Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball, who is signing that $85 million contract to the Bulls. I think Tomas Sadoransky is a good, and Garrett Temple are very good rotational players. I'm really thinking that maybe New Orleans tried to go ahead and do what they can to salvage whatever best things they can. So there you go right there on that one. But Laker Tom, you have some news for us on the Lakers front? Well, I, there is a report that uh, Schroeder has signed a four-year, $85 million contract with the Nets. Okay. With but it's kind of funny. There's there's also other stuff. that Shams hasn't announced it. It was announced. It was attributed to Shams, but I don't see it on Shams' website. No, and I don't um, see it right now on his Twitter. So I'm, I'm refreshing it as fast <laughs> as I can. Same thing with Woj. I've got those two up right now. Free agent forward to Michael Green has agreed to a two-year, $17 million deal to return to the Denver Nuggets. I think he's a solid rotational player that puts out size and can also hit the three-pointer. So someone that the Lakers could definitely use, but unfortunately he's off the market at this point in time. But I think that's a very solid deal for two years, $17 million right there for you. It includes a player option in year two, so if he does real well, He'll probably buy out of that contract and go into the free agency market after, you know, for year two. But we'll see what happens there. Kind of gives that buffer when it's that player option on the second year instead of the team option. So I don't see anything yet that's reported on Dennis Schroeder. So we'll see what happens there. I did not know Brooklyn had that still that kind of money to go ahead and and throw that around. But that may be a false report. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's a false report right now. But Alec Burks, someone who I was hoping the Lakers would target, has agreed to a three-year, $30 million contract to stay with the New York Knicks, who do have a ton of cap space, although it's going to start shrinking up here probably in a little bit. But I think that's a solid return. Alec Burks did prove once he, you know, when he stayed healthy and on the court uh, that he could go ahead and be able to contribute and contribute well for the New York Knicks. Although one of my favorites, Emmanuel Quickly, is going to still find it hard to get some playing time with all the draft choices and all that, especially if they re-signed Derrick Rose. But here today also as well to talk about the free agency that's going on is a good man indeed. He is returning to us in the shadows, but he is here indeed. It is a good man, Mr. Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, Great to have you here. I think he's uh, having a little bit of difficulty because he's frozen in time. Uh, Magic Man, just let me know when you're on, uh, and I could go ahead and get you on right here. So we'll get try to get him on as best we can. So Nerlens Noels, did you? Was that what you said, Spencer? Did Nerlens Noel? Yeah. He's go back. ahead. Uh, he's back with the Knicks. I think it was three years, thirty-two. Three Bye. years and thirty-two. That's a lot for a center, man. Adrian Wojnarowski did report that's three years, $32 million. It is not the $70 million plus deal that he once once (laughs) offered that he turned down. But, yes, uh, I will still say that's a a pretty hefty deal for $10 million for a center that's supposed to anchor your defense, which he did very well. Free agent Jared – restricted free agent Jared Allen – has agreed to a five-year, $100 million contract to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
that's going to provide an interesting dynamic with him and also as well the third draft pick, you know, going there right there for you, Mobley out of USC. But he is here, and he's not frozen. It is Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. Sean, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Sean? Oh, Sean, we lost Sean again, <laughs> all the way from Canada. But it is the Lakers fast break once again. It is our coverage of NBA free agency. It's going in the first hour very well. Uh, the money is starting to fly all around the place. Let me ask you this, Tom. Jared Allen, a nice center, you know, got obviously very athletic. It's trying to shoot a little bit from the outside on the wing, as I've seen him try to from both Cleveland and Brooklyn. But five years, $100 million. You talked about maybe overpricing yourself on Nerlens Noel. Did Cleveland do the same with Jared Allen? Um, no, I actually think that both of those are, are fairly good deals. You know, $20 million is $20 million a year for a quality young center, um, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought Noel, I was really happy to see Nerlens get that kind of money because Generally, if you're not a, if he's a, he's a defensive player. He may be the best overall defensive center in the league, assuming that you don't qualify, consider Anthony Davis a center, um, because he's able to both protect the rim and defend on the perimeter. He can guard guys one to five, um, and he's really good at it. I mean, it's it's hard for guys to get when he challenges a jump shot. It it's, it makes them either have to either arc that shot a lot or get it blocked. Um, so he's a guy that that unlike unlike a lot of guys in the league like JaVale McGee can't be played off of the floor defensively. So yeah. to see him get the ten million dollars is a recognition of the value that he brings as a rim protector because yeah, I think he only plays like 20, 23, 24 minutes a game or something like that. So it's not like he's a you know, he's he's getting the huge numbers in stocks that he gets in in steals and blocks you know, just because he's playing 40 minutes a game. So, well, we just got another signing. I think that was a smart move by the Knicks to, they have a lot of, they had a lot of money, but I think that was a good use of it to to give a good raise to Netherlands. We've got another signing out there. Someone who I was also intrigued by, and that is Kelly Olenek. He was signed Mm. to the Detroit Pistons. Detroit is where he's going He's still looking for the cash and maybe not for the titles because he's three years, $37 million. I think that's a solid deal for someone who can fill it up from the outside. Doesn't play great defense for you, but with Kate Cunningham and a ton of young talent there, they're still need, I think a lot of athleticism on that team still, they need to infuse it with, but still, I think that's a, that's a decent signing and possibly someone that they could go ahead and utilize as an asset down the road. But He's back oh. again. We're going to give it another shot. Magic Man, are you there? Do you read me? Magic Man, are you there? Do you read me? Yes, I can. I'm not I'm calling you. You're fading in and out, my friend. I'm just gr- glad to have you here in some form of capacity. Uh, it just <laughs> doesn't seem like the, the network out there in Canada is working. I think you need to sue Canada right now, but I'm just kidding when I say that, Canada. We love you. Uh, I know the U- U.S. women's soccer team is not in love with Canada right now because, you know, they just didn't quite get it done today. But you know what? For our Canadian friends and Canadian listeners and viewers, we do love you and we do have much love. But Magic Man, are you still there? He is uh, actually uh, still frozen in time, having some connection issues. So we do apologize for that. But it is the Lakers fast break. It's our NBA free agency 
episode. I'm hoping that we can get Sean Grice to share his thoughts on free agency so far. Laker Tom, uh, actually, Spencer, I'm going to bring it to you right now. Spencer, are you surprised that there's no activity yet for the Lakers? Uh, I mean, we're 17 minutes in. Well, you know, they were quick. They were quick one year. Remember that they had the year that Timothy Mozgov, he was actually the first signing the year he was signed. So that was announced right right at 12.01, if I remember correctly. But yes, um, right now, again, Kelly Olenek is the latest to sign, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. I don't know what Shams is doing because his his Twitter account is uh, only showing the Ben Simmons signed. Ben Simmons is traded. Ben Simmons um, has been traded. Okay. In Minnesota. That's, all right, so the Ben Simmons experiment with Joel D'Angelo Embiid. Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jaden McDaniels. That's a good trade. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, it has to be some picks involved, I'm sure, as well, along with that. The off-traveled now, D'Angelo Russell, everybody remembers him when he was drafted by the Lakers, and I still, to this day, I'm saddened that we still didn't get, uh, you know, uh, someone else, because I probably would have worked out a little bit better for the team. But Spencer, your thoughts on the Ben Simmons trade to Minnesota? I think that's a clear message that Ben Simmons needs to get some things right in his career as far as working on his shot, his free throw shot, and his confidence. Because sending him to Minnesota, I think, is a clear, hard message on what Philadelphia thinks of him right now. Yeah, well... Um, so they, they've been like negotiating with the Timberwolves for a while. And uh, I know Minnesota put out that they wouldn't trade D'Angelo Russell, no matter what, obviously. I just want to make, I, I just want to mention though, you, we what talked about happened? my, my colony. <laughs> uh, my whole, I just want to mention Mike Conley did sign to a three year, $72.5 million contract. I think we said in the sixties, Sean said, but. The latest update is Adrian said three years, $72.5 million to stay with the Jazz. Just want to make sure. But back to you, Spencer. Your thoughts? Um, so, obviously, Minnesota did have, like, switched their stance on D'Angelo Russell. I think I, you said the third player is Jaden McDaniels, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a lot of potential. I'm least, sure there's some draft picks as well that are going to go in the deal. Yeah, it's supposed to be at least at – least Four picks and three swaps. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see that what happens. Cri- with that, that was the criteria. <laughs> we'll I see what it, happens. That I haven't seen it reported yet by Adrian Wojnarowski, so I want to make sure that's still tenuous right now. It was reported by Shams. It was reported by Shams. Okay, because yep. Shams, it's not coming up for me outside of the live feed I'm seeing. But uh, if you're watching, right there. Okay, yeah, there you I'm go. It. it was Shams. Okay, there's Shams right now. So okay. But again, it is. Uh, it seems to be a good trade out there. For if that's the case, so we'll we'll talk more about the Ben Simmons trade coming up here in a minute. But Spencer, I want to throw it back to you real quick in regards to what the, these names are starting to come off the board right now. And and you know, there some of them are decent names. Some of them are good rotation players. Right now, that's what we're seeing. But we're starting to whittle down as far as some of the cap space for some of these teams like the Dallases, like the New Yorks, like the Chicago's that had some cap space. As these teams run out with cap space, what does that do for the free agents who expected to get paid that we haven't seen yet signed, like Dennis Schroeder and some others? Um, 
Well, I mean, I guess the Knicks had like more than just max cap space, so they, they had like forty to fifty, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Atlanta, Atlanta, I think had some cap space too. Oh, oh, actually, Atlanta's there's a report that they're not likely to match like a huge offer for John Collins. So I'm okay. Those offers to come in. Yeah, um, I read another report that Schroeder and his agent were necessarily working with the Lakers on a sign and trade yet, which isn't surprising. But anti-tampering we'll statement. <laughs> the net, the Knicks are down to just seventeen million, so they can't, they can't sign Dennis for what he wants. Well, we'll see what happens there, but you know, it's something that uh, again, I don't see it yet on Shams. You said it's listed on Shams, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, was, I'm still... I, I didn't, I wasn't on his site, but I, it was a tweet from him. Okay. All right. So. Right now that that's reported by Shams, there you go. But, um, yeah, I still don't see that yet reported yeah. on Shams' yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I don't see that as of yet. But, okay, uh, right now we're still waiting to what's going on. It is, again, the Lakers fast break, the free agency special. Uh, I'm still fast, you know, doing the best, best I can to try and confirm that Ben Simmons' trade has gone through. I uh, still have not seen that yet as far as any confirmation on that. So we'll uh, kind of put that as a tenuous thing right now until we get full confirmation. Cause I think by now I would have seen a report on Adrian Wojnarowski's as well. So we'll uh, keep an eye out on that. There seems to be a little bit of a lull in activity, but right now the cap, according to sources from Sham Sharania is going to be set right around 112, $112,414,000 cap and $136,606,000 tax line. The cap tax for 2022-2023 is $119 and $145 million, with a cap level about $4 million higher than previous projections. So that's very interesting right there. It's a little bit more room for some of these teams that are right on the cut line. So I want to ask you, Tom, does that change a little bit of thinking for the Lakers, You know that they maybe can spend a little bit more than what they thought? Um, I think they were, I think the expectations were 112 for the cap and, and, and 136.6 for the, uh, for the tax line. So I don't think, I don't think that affects it at all. Um, it's interesting that, um, we've seen the money go off of the table real quick. I mean, as, as you said earlier, there were only eight teams that had enough cap space to go out and sign Dennis. Um, and I haven't been watching exactly the individual numbers of the teams, but it's pretty obvious that what's happening right now is that the there's more players out there than there are money, and the players are taking the money quickly. And they're getting paid a lot, which means the teams are reacting that way too. The teams want to lock up the players that they can get, and the players want to lock up the money as quick as they can. Um, and it appears now that we've, we're hitting this little lull after – all of the original quick activity and, you know, in the first 20 minutes and the last few minutes have been pretty slow. Well, we'll see what happens there. And I'm still trying to get a confirmation on the Ben Simmons trade. I don't see anybody or ESPN reporting that as a fact right now. So I want to get a confirmation on that before I say that that whole trade is going to go through. Otherwise it may just be speculation on Ben Simmons, but here again to try and get him again on the 
scene is Magic Man. Sean Grice, can you hear me, my friend? Do we still yes, have I you can. here? Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Barely, barely making you out there, my friend. How are things going so far for you in NBA free agency? Well, actually, pretty much shut off devices except for this one here. Okay, uh, still got issues with Magic Man. I do apologize for that. Well, Jamie Sweet is, is sending in his comments. He uh, can't do video or audio, but we're all rocking at this point in time. Magic Man, hopefully I can get you on as soon as we can. Magic Man, I've still got you twice now on here, so I'm going to have to kick out one of you guys uh, right there. Magic Man, uh, can you hear me now? You're a little bit more smooth. All right, that's good to hear you now, but what are your thoughts so far on NBA free agency real quick while we got you? Keeping hold, praying uh, that I've hold you on. Yeah, uh, me too, Gerald. Um, well, if you guys want to update me on, on some of the bigger signings, because before I came on here, I decided to take a shower and pretty much shut off every other device I have so I can <laughs> initiate a, a great connection with you. So why don't you tell me what's going on right now? Okay, well, there is an unconfirmed trade right now. That, no, that, that, was a, that was a bad call by me. Yes, that was a it bad was call a, by me. Uh, it was a phony Shams account. Yes, the phony, <laughs> yes. Wouldn't you know, only Laker Tom follows the phony Shams account. So there you go. Uh, and that in and Bubble Woj. He probably follows Bubble Woj indeed, although Bubble Woj is very funny. But for He's me, uh, I will say – I will say this right now. We're going to go right now into Tim Hardaway has signed with Dallas for $74 million for four years. Mike Conley for three years, $72.5 million. Kelly with, uh, with the Utah Jazz resigning there. Kelly Olenek has signed a three-year $37 million deal with the De- Detroit Pistons. Jared Allen has signed a five-year $100 million contract to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. New Orleans, New Orleans Noel is returning to the New York Knicks on a three-year, $32 million contract. Alec Burks is a lot. And you see the theme, everyone out there, staying with their own team. Lonzo Ball is the big mover, and I'll get to him in a sec. Alec Burks has agreed to a three-year, $30 million contract to stay with the New York Knicks. Jamichael Green is staying with the Nuggets for two years, $17 million, with the second-year option being a player option. The Chicago Bulls are sending Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball, who is signing a four-year, $85 million contract with the Bulls. Butler is going to, Jimmy Butler with the Miami Heat, is expected to sign a max contract, four years, $184 million. That's going to be going in effect as of August the 6th. Boban Marinovich is re-signing with the Dallas Mavericks for there's no terms that were announced. Mike Conley Jr. has signed again, like I said, for excess of $70 million for three years. Tim Hardaway signed again for four years, $72 million. So that's pretty much got you up the speed right there, my friend. A lot of t- players that are signing with their teams that they are currently on already. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, too many rock-the-boat moves so far, Gerald. So um, if kind of looking at the Mavericks here and – you know, there were rumors of of the Goran Dragic, but I don't I don't see any cap space for them anymore. I think pretty much locking Tim Hardaway up, and I believe they you said they resigned Boban, so they pretty much have eaten up all their cap space. That's true, and then you got to also remember Kyle Lowry was you know 
in many rumors headed to Miami. So we'll see if Miami's going to put out the big money for him. And if that's the case, Goran Dragic was signed to the $19 million contract, re-signed just before free agency started as a possible sign and trade to now it was, you know, it could have been to Dallas. Now it looks like he'll head to Toronto if Kyle Lowry signs with Miami as part of a sign and trade there. I want to update everyone on what Jamie Sweet is saying because he can unfortunately not join us with his wonderful voice and video right now. He says, uh, ball is a great fit for the Bulls. Conley is back to the Jazz. It's no surprise. Smart move by the uh, the as far as the Allen signing makes me uh, makes him think that the uh, at LNJ is on the move. Smart move by the Mavs. I, uh, let me see. You forgot to mention that Doug Christie was named to the coaching staff of the Kings. I think I'll forget that one. Uh, oh, Gerald, Gla- Gerald Glassford, favorite coach, is on the Christie hot seat. Well, I, I don't, I'm not losing any sleep there. So we'll see what happens. But again, it is Lakers fast break, NBA free agency. Again, Sean, so great to have you here. Sean Grice, Spencer Young, Laker Tom. Spencer, I hit it back to you. Do, are you getting any updates on anything out there? That is on a true Sham Sharania account and also as well a true Adrian Wojnarowski account. Although Bubble Woes right now would probably be very interesting. Um, I guess if you value Chris Haynes as a source, then... Yes, um, I do. <laughs> okay. Will, Bar- Will Barton's back in Denver on two years, 32. And Cameron Payne is back with the Suns on three years, 19. Three years, Man, 19. That's a great million? deal. Three years, that's 19 a, for yeah, campaign. Yeah, that is a great deal oh. for campaign. Three years, 19 million. That is excellent uh, campaign. You know, well, sorry for the saying it, but campaign. That's a great, excellent deal for campaign. Three years, 19 million, if that's the case. And Will Barton, a solid return for the Denver Nuggets. And you're seeing, again, a theme that, the, maybe the money is drying up as far as going to other teams. So that's why p- teams are re-signing their own players. So that's very interesting. But, yes, I think that's a great deal. But there, I think you could have gotten more if you'd been a little bit more patient campaign. But uh, I really think that's a great deal for the Suns who are looking to go ahead and structure a deal to re-sign Chris Paul. And that's one thing I want to ask you. Chris Paul opted out just before free agency started, opted out of his $44 million final year of his contract. It is much speculated on that he might sign for as much as three years and $90 million. Your thoughts on the possibility that, you know, that could happen for the Phoenix Suns? And does that make them right there at the top with the Lakers if they do so? Um. Okay, well, I – Whoever pays Chris Paul has to pay him what he wants because he's he won't take a discount ever. Like he, that's part of his job is to make sure <laughs> don't take discounts, right? Yes. Uh, what are discounts? Never heard of those things. I think, I mean, they'll they'll obviously like be at the top of the West, but LA does have a size advantage that we saw could give like DeAndre Aiden problems in the Milwaukee series. So I don't think they'd be better than the Lakers per se, if they just re-signed their guys. But I I mean, they'll be tough to beat. Yeah. Again, Jamie Sweet is saying, Spencer, you're, you're spot on with your thoughts and in regards to Jimmy Butler, you know, going that route as far as that's concerned. And, 
and uh, maybe going ahead and signing for an extension for the max. So we'll see what happens there. But Jimmy Butler, again, is going to be signing a deal as of August 6th for four years, $184 million. And Magic Man, I want to ask you this. When it concerns that, Miami Heat, you know, they even talked about getting Lowry. They talked about they've still got Duncan Robinson who may resign with them. They talked about what they're going to do with Tyler Hero. Uh, they waived Andre Iguodala, who is heavily rumored to go to the Lakers, which I'm not sur- sure is the wisest thing to do. Again, <laughs> making this team even older is not exactly the greatest thing because you're already going to go ahead. You know you're going to sign old ring chasers. How old is is up to you that again because there's still it looks like right now with all this money drying up that there's going to be a lot of players effective players out there on the on the board that you could be very patient in getting but your thoughts on butler getting another four years at his age because i think he's what 32 mm-hmm. 32 um i think i think the last year of that contract they'll they'll, they'll probably regret those direct deposits um, I think for his extension, I think uh, until he's about 34 or 35, he keeps his body in really great shape. I think he can still be a 25-point game scorer for the next at least three years, from my perspective. Um, he's got a lot of cushioning in Miami. I mean, Bam's taken a more um, – pretty much that offense flows through him. I mean, it's going to be different when they get Kyle Lowry, obviously, and it'll probably be a 1-4 Lowry and Bam creating a lot of pick and rolls. But, but I could see Jimmy, you know, extending his career if he did get a Kyle Lowry. So I think actually think that's a good move that uh, Riles is making. Um, I've heard Prince is going the other way to the Raptors. So that's interesting from Toronto's perspective, if they can net some assets here. I'm still not to, sure what to make of them, and, and neither does the city of Toronto right now with with what's gone on from the draft in this point. So it, I think Miami's just fine. They're, they're going to, you know, do it the Miami way. Bring back Jimmy, bring in Kyle. You have a mixture of young guys. I'm not sure what they're doing plan on doing with Kendrick Nunn I mean what do you do with him do you renounce him and then resign him like you're going to do with Duncan Robinson well if he gets if Kendrick Nunn gets out on the open market I mean there could be a little bit of a bidding work because he can score one thing he can do is score definitely Gerald I I agree I think you know if you're bringing Kyle Lowry you're pretty much signaling to Kendrick Nunn and his people that you know go in the arc open market and see what you can get. Well, I'll tell you what, there's still more interesting signings. We've just heard. I want to bring Spencer on and I want to bring Spencer on this with, with that. And then I'll, then I'll bring you back on Laker Tom. And that is TJ McConnell, someone who we actually kind of looked up to. And even though he doesn't a great three point shooter, just great defensively, you know, obviously gets a lot of steals. He's one of the highest steals rate in the NBA. He just signed four years, $32.5 million for Indiana which, I mean, at $8 million a year, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I just committing to that kind of money for that many years for a player that doesn't even average double digits, is that kind of a maybe a little bit of a hard choice? Yeah, I mean, he's a backup point guard. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at like $8 million per year for 
probably like one of, if not the best backup point guard in the NBA. But four years, I mean, he's not going to start as long as Malcolm Brogdon and Pierce LeVert are there. So I guess there's like limited upside on the deal. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, it's a four years, $35.2 million deal. So basically just under $9 million a year. So I don't know. I mean, to commit to someone, like you said, for, as a backup, he's going to be your backup point guard for the next four years, or he could be utilized in a trade. But yeah, he, I mean, you're paying a backup point guard pretty much close to $9 million. Is that, is that a good deal for Indiana? I know it's a good deal for TJ McConnell. Makes you wonder whether they are trading Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – I wouldn't pay $9 million for a backup point guard who who won't shoot, you know. Um, we'll have to see. A couple of things that are happening, though, that are good is that, uh, first off, there's been no big offer for THT, and that's the kind of offer – those types of offers for restricted free agents are generally dropped right at the beginning of the, of the situation in order to just force – teams to, you know, have to make decisions before the market's even determined. Um, and then secondly, the money dumping uh, and no hints or anything about Schroeder, uh, I think has to be looked at as good news from the Lakers. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's our NBA free agency special. Thank you so much to Jamie Sweet for his great comments on the chat board. He said, with TJ McConnell signing, he said that's the market baseline for Alex Caruso, and I have a tendency to agree that if TJ McConnell can get that kind of money, I think Alex Caruso could probably sign for around that amount as well. I think that's very good. And I also want to give a shout-out to all the people who have liked us on Facebook and who's watched us on Facebook or on Lakerholics.com. We've got a feed going there and also our Lakerholics group on Facebook as well. Jamie Sweet, Najir Tomanga, and Joshua Williams, thank you so much for the big shout-out on Facebook. We truly appreciate it. Once again, again, it, once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break NBA Free Agency Special. Truly glad to have everyone here. Latest updates, like I said right now, three-year deal and a sign-and-trade is announced for Kyle Lowry. That, again, Miami Heat is going to get Kyle Lowry, something we expected, something that's been heavily rumored. And it is now looking like it has gone to fruition. Kyle Lowry himself has tweeted out that he is going to the Miami Heat. Uh, Sham Sharani and Adrian Wojnarowski are battling it out on the news that uh, Kate Kyle Lowry could go ahead and, and be a part of that. It's so funny to see all these uh, different wars that Shams and Adrian Wojnarowski have during the draft and free agency. Well, but go ahead, Sean, your thoughts on Kyle Lowry going to the Heat. It's in a yeah, sign and trade, but we don't know the parameters of the sign and trade as of yet. No, we don't know. I'm, I'm sure that'll, I'm sure Shams will leak out what's coming and then Woj will add something else and then we'll get something else from Shams. Um, and then Tom will read off of Shams' phony account and we'll go from there. And, and, and for the record, just Shams is in the pole position right now. I mean, as far as who to go to for the right information. I know Woj likes to play catch-up now, but the... the well, Woj, got, Woj did get the Mike Conley deal right on the numbers. Shams got the number wrong. Just wanted to get it clarifying that. I'm gonna, I am gonna. don't want to defend Woj 100% because Shams does a sensational job of his own right, but when Woj makes a mistake, we call it out here. When Shams makes a mistake, we call it out here as well. 
And then when Tom makes a mistake on reading a wrong account for Shams, we'd note that as well. So it looks like Miami really needs to shore up their their wings. Uh, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna get deep into the East now, you're going to eventually in the second round you're going to play one of the Bucks, the Nets, or the Sixers. You're going to definitely play one of those teams. So they need to shore up their wings. I've heard Jeff Green is a name linked to them, and I heard he lives in Miami. I I wasn't aware of that, but. That might be a good fit for them. Um, Rudy Gay's name has also been been linked to Miami as well. That wouldn't shock me either. So uh, to me, they need at least another wing, and they probably need a tweener or two, like a three and a four, like somebody like a Rudy Gay or um, or Jeff Green. Other than that, the their guard play is pretty solid. Um, They've got some nice balance in the front court. So I, I see them as a top four team right now. Well, there you go for Eastern Conference. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I do want to make sure and let everybody know the latest updates has, as Spencer, I'm going to bring you on here right now. That is Duncan Robinson going for five years and $90 million to guess what? Stay with the Miami Heat. That, I think, is a going rate for shooters. There is a early termination option after the fourth year, but if he doesn't shoot as well in the fourth year, then he's probably going to keep on that contract. But your thoughts on five-year signing millions? We saw this last year with Joe Joe Harris and Davis Bertans that you pay a premium for shooting. Yeah, and it's, it's a premium that I wouldn't necessarily want to pay, like, I mean, you and I want I want to give a big I want to give a big thank you to Noel Narvasa who also reported that Duncan Robinson signing as well to us. Go ahead, yeah. my friend. So the thing about like shooters who where you're like a specialist and that's your one value add is that in the playoffs when things slow down and teams' game plans are like so focused on you, it's tough. Like in the finals, Duncan Robinson didn't play that great outside of like game five. And and everyone knows about Joe Harris, right? He's he got hit with like the Shanghai Sharks memes this year after the playoffs. So it's yes. tough when you pay like eighteen million for a shooter. I ex- I expected him to be back with Miami, but part of that is that Miami's like the only team that would build part of their half court offense solely around Duncan Robinson handoffs and down screens because Jimmy and Bam aren't gonna shoot threes. So I expect him to be back. Ninety million. I think Woj said it's like the most ever for an undrafted player. So congrats yes. to him. And yeah, wow. Uh, wow, indeed. I think it's going to be so expensive. 
I, I agreed, agreed, my friend. But I do want to bring in Laker Tom. And before Laker Tom comes on the air right now, I do want to go ahead and give everybody an update. There is a free agent, Doug McDermott. He has signed a three-year, $42 million deal as per Shams Sharania with the San Antonio Spurs. So, Doug McDermott, again, another shooter out there getting some nice chunk of change. Free agent Tory Craig, who played a key role for the Suns, Coming off the bench, uh, I know he was brought on late into the season and really did a nice job playing on both sides of the ball for the team as a guy coming off a key integral part of the bench. He's agreed to a two-year, $10 million deal with the Indiana Pacers. So the Indiana Pacers looks like they're trying to shore up some things with new coach Rick Carlisle. Your thoughts on you know this these outpouring of cash? Shooting is at a premium, my friend, and it, that's apparently the case. Yeah, if you've got a if you've got a son, you better teach him how to be a point guard or shooting guard, and teach him how to shoot the three. Uh, seems like you know, fifteen million dollars is sort of like the average now for a shooter. If you're really good, you can get up to twenty, and if or twenty two like Buddy, or if you're a little shaky or new, or you can hold up a, at least over the. You know, there are a lot of teams that there are a lot of players signing for twelve million, eleven million a year, and that's sort of like a magic number because it's just slightly better than than the full mid-level exception that some teams can use. So it's sort of like the final thing to beat out a bunch of teams that don't have cap space. If you got cap space, at least pay that much. But like they say, man, you can never have enough shooters. And it's a lesson I hope the Lakers have learned. And I hate to see shooters go off the board, but as long as they're expensive shooters that we couldn't have afforded, I guess it's okay as long as they're free agents. That's fine. true. But we are breaking in right now. We do have a final answer on Chris Paul, and it is of no surprise that Chris Paul has agreed to stay on a new four-year deal that could be worth as much as $120 million. So it's not just the three-year deal. Spencer called it as the president of the players' unit. It looks <laughs> like it could be as much as $120 million. So essentially the three, the $30 million a year that was talked about with the three-year ninety. Now it looks like this will pay him through his 40 years of age season at a paltry $30 million a year. So that's four years, $120 million, or at least up to $120 million. We'll see what the final tally is. That is reported on by Adrian Wojnarowski. It looks like he got the jump on Sharani on this one. So we'll have to wait and see what, what is playing out here. Again, it is uh, right now the Lakers fast break, the NBA free agency special. We're having a great time. Jamie Sweet and also Noel Navarra doing a great job on the chat board. I cannot thank you enough, guys, for both being a great part of it. Lakers are trying to get Danny Green once again. Uh, Spencer Young is reporting. That's uh, I don't know about that one. That didn't go well the first time around. So I'm not sure that's going to be the great the second time around. Now that he's a, more than he, you know, he's going to be a year older than when he left us in the bubble. So he looked a little bit old and slow then. And everybody remembers the unfortunate way we treated him on his way out then. I'm not sure if it's going to be a great fit, but if that's the case, the Lakers think that they were going to go ahead and get him. That's uh, something where I don't, you know, they're going to put him at starting guard, which is, again, this team is getting older and older. And I understand the options, Magic Man, are limited, but... You can only get so much older, man, because it really, uh, it's just, you have to be wary about who you get and who you pick up. Danny Green, God bless him. You know, he deserved a lot better treatment from Lakers fans, but 
if he does return to the Lakers, that's something I, I'm not sure I'm, I'm thinking that's the greatest thing in the world. But if that's the case, guess who's going to be your starting shooting guard? Danny Green. Yep, right there for you. So that's going to be very interesting. But your thoughts on Danny Green possibly coming to the Lakers? Um, you know, if they're trying to bring some of the band back together, I think that's great. I, you know, if you want to bring Dwight back and he plays the same role he did, you know, you just rebound, roll, and run. I think that'll work out in our favor off the bench, especially with a guy like Russ at point guard. So that's fine. I'm with you, Gerald. I I don't think we should be looking to get that much older in the backcourt. Our team name should not be transferred from the Lakers to over 30. That should not be our new yeah, team no. nickname. Yeah, no, we, you like this. This is part of the problem that you know people want to throw THT into signing trades and out. Well, the Lakers, if they do that, they aren't getting any younger. They're just getting more older. Um, we saw it with the with the championship team. The, the last five have had a combination of youth and experience. And ultimately, usually when a when a team wins a championship, sure there are a couple a couple grizzled vets, or you have a guy who's trying to redeem himself. But for the most part, you have a, a savvy group of vets and youth, and that's what the Lakers need a little bit in free agency. Gerald, I'm with you. It's it's you know let's not let's not go the Golden Girls route. Well, as seemingly Jamie Sweet wants to bring back the Golden Girls because he is very excited about Danny Green possibly coming back to the Lakers. Again, Tom, it comes to the situation where I don't know. I mean, you can. I understand there's going to be a lot of old ring chasers. I understand that there's going to be you know some measure of you. Okay, you got to work play for us for cheap, but. Right now, as this money starts to dwindle with these other teams, there's going to be some quality players out there that are looking for homes, and the Lakers should just be sharp and remain vigilant in that effort. They might be able to get some good deals for some players that are not age 34 and above. You had a good conversation originally when you were asking Spencer about how you, you know, how you build a roster and something. And I have a little different opinion of that, that sort of, sort of chimes in with yours. And I also think it's something to do with the roster construction. I think there were two things that we did wrong last year. One is that we really did not take advantage of the two-way players because our two-way players didn't contribute anything. And as a result, both of our two-way players are no longer two-way players for the Lakers. And the second thing I think we did is that, and this is a problem that I see in all of the rosters that I see people trying to create right now out on the web. You know, you got 15 players, not counting the two-way players. So you got five guys that are by far the most important players on the team. Those are the five starters. LeBron, AD, Russ, and two guys that are not on the team right now. Okay. Then you've got the what, what I call the next five, which are the backups. If something, if something, if a guy gets out of foul trouble or a guy needs a rest, a, forgetting cross moves like 80 moving to the four and five, 
your next five guys are the guys who are probably going to be in the rotation. Okay. You're going to have five, six, and seven, six, seven, and eight, and maybe nine guys that are going to be heavy rotation players, uh, six, seven, and eight, and nine and 10. Maybe we'll get a few minutes. Then you got three other, five other guys, the, the 11 through 15 guys. I think there was a great post by, there was a great tweet by, uh, Eric Pincus, the Lakers beat writer for Bleacher Report, where he said one of the things that you do with the 15th player is you bring in a guy like Dudley who can do things as a member of the roster that he couldn't as an assistant coach. And he's very important for the chemistry and culture that you're developing for the team. But the other four guys, 11 through 14, basically should be young guys, and I think there's a good chance when we get along that we're not going to be filling those 11 through 15 spots with Carmelo Anthony's and with Andre Iguodala's. Um, I mean, you can play that game where you, you assign 10 guys that are on their last legs and hope that they'll sort themselves out. But I thought, I thought that the, one of the problems of the team's chemistry this year was we had too much of that type of competition. There was too much competition for the shooting guard spot and minutes, and there were too much competition for the center spot and minutes. And I think that the players that we brought in weren't exactly chemistry players. Schroeder and and Harold, I think, as Gerald mentioned, you know, were constantly making moves and making statements that really didn't fit, you know, with the chemistry that we'd had two years ago. So, uh, you know, we need two starters. Those have got to be good shooters. And then we need two guys off of the bench that can shoot lights out, guys like Wayne Ellington, you know. And then you need somebody, you need a you need a brutal, rugged defender like uh, Dwight to be able to, when you run into guys that you want to bang on. And obviously one of the messages that, that the Lakers want to send to the other teams in this season is that we're going to be physical. Um, and then we need a wing defender, as Spencer said. It's really critical and important. I don't want to see, you know, I mean, he's going to be gone. He's gone already. But I mean, remembering remembering KCP trying to guard Kawhi and bigger wings is so frustrating. It's just ridiculous, you know. Um, so we need somebody of that. So you can't spend all of your money on shooters. What you've got to do is find the right shooters. Those aren't guys, frankly, like KCP or THT who don't even shoot, don't even make one three per game. You need guys who make three or four threes per game, and you need two or three of those guys on the roster to be successful. And then you need some defense, some rebounding, some playmaking, a backup point guard, a lot of other needs. So and it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we go in. I think things are going pretty well for the Lakers so far. We haven't had THT getting a, a poison contract, you know, or we're going to have to waste money on that. And no we're seeing a lot of money no Timothy Moskov signing. So that's a good yep. thing for me. Good thing for out there. Magic Man, chime in here, my friend. What you got going on right now for NBA Free Agency? Yeah, Gerald, uh, I just wanted to say uh, Dave McMenamin was just on ESPN Los Angeles, and he had mentioned that um, the word he's getting is that the Los Angeles Lakers will match any offer sheet that's given to Taylor Horton Tucker. Well, I think it's in their best interest. I think right now it's in their best interest to go ahead and do so. Even even if the Lakers ultimately sign and trade him, I think it's in their best interest to try and keep that asset there, especially because he's a young asset 
and on a team that has, you know is rumored probably by the end of tomorrow to be extremely older because a lot of these older players are going to be desperate and want to sign with the Lakers. I mean, that's going to be something that has to be of great concern that you have either you, you either keep him on the roster to have that you know area of youth or you, you get some type of sign and trade back that will bring young players to Los Angeles. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the key. Um, I'm with you. I think, you know, you match any offer, you can, you can trade them down the road if you want to. But I mean, if you let that asset walk for nothing, it's, you know, (laughs) it it looks as though we're going to lose Alex Caruso. Like just from the tea leaves, just from what I'm seeing, backup guards getting, and, uh, you know, these specialists, um, you know, it's great. Doug McDermott got 14 million. Obviously, the rumors about uh, Laurie Markkinen going to the Spurs were were um, not true. So it's great, but McDermott is limited too. So you know, the, I, I'm not sure what the Spurs are doing here either. It it just seems like they're they're trying to you know spray everything on the wall and see what sticks. Um, we had this conversation, I believe, last year, Gerald, where you were saying they need to or get off the pot. Either you go with the youth movement or you just decide to bring in all these old grizzled vets and wait until Popovich retires. I mean, um, I also like to, to add a footnote about the Chicago Bulls. Um, Lonzo's uh, pickup is great. Um, that allows them to give Pat Williams some cushion to develop as some somewhat of an offensive player. Um, I just I don't see them being a like a playoff like a top sixteen. You have Vucevic, who's a quality big, but for every thirty points he scores, he gives up thirty six. So. Uh, Chicago's in a funny place here because Vooch is an expiring contract and so is Zach Levine. And the interesting aspect of, of Levine and Beal here is that it behooves them, even if they get traded, not to re-sign with their team because they can make more as uh, as a free agent. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see how this is playing out. In fact, right now we are in the middle of a lull right here in NBA free agency. I think we're going to go just a half hour more guys, just letting you know and let everybody out there on video out there. We're just going to go a half hour more. So we'll make it a nice two hour show for you right here at the Lakers fast break. But again, we truly appreciate everyone out there watching, listening. We will follow this up with Lakers fast break broadcast. I think we'll do it on the fly, whether it's late tonight or whether it's tomorrow, we'll go ahead and do one. We'll go ahead and give you an update on what's going on with the Lakers and who they are signing or who they're looking after. But we will go ahead and continue to update you throughout the week. At least that's our plan going forward to update you on exactly everything that's going on with the Lakers. So right now it is still of a, of a lull, but I want to go ahead and ask you real quick as we may have another signing because we've got another notification that's there. Again, Kyle Lowry has been uh, agree, has agreed to a three-year deal for approximately $90 million. So that's three years, $30 million a year with the Miami Heat. And there's still no... I guess, indication on what the parameters are for the sign and trade to the Toronto Raptors. 
as far as what the Toronto Raptors are getting back in the sign and trade deal. But Spencer, I want to bring you on right now and ask before we head on out in the last half hour, what are your early thoughts on free agency so far? Any kind of winners that stand out to you? Um, the agents of, uh, of Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously that, that's the case. The players are always the winner and the agents are always the winner in this scenario. But any teams that made out for you? Uh, I don't know. So the Heat, like, obviously they're, they're going to be tough to beat with Kyle Lowry, and, um, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. It's kind of tough to pick winners right now because I think off the top of my head, like the biggest move of someone who went to a new team is Lonzo Ball. I don't think that's going to like move the needle of the NBA. But I guess I'd say the Miami Heat because I, they were just swept in the first round and now I don't see any scenario where that's going to repeat. So I'm kind of concerned if you're the Indiana Pacers because the Indiana Pacers look like a team that wants to contend and is trying to go ahead and make signings to contend. I just don't think they have enough talent. It's just that because Rick Carlisle's there, they're still in a win-now mode. And I'm just not sure in a packed, well, uh, now an increasingly packed Eastern Conference that that's probably the best move that they had in mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, okay, this is a Lakers podcast. So, you know, as a consequence of the Heat, well, the Heat hard cap themselves, right? Yeah. There's almost no scenario where they're keeping Victor Oladipo. So, I mean, I you, and you speculated on this right now in our, in our own private chat. So go ahead and share your thoughts out there. So I speculated that Victor Oladipo could be a buy low option for the Lakers. I Googled it and um, it's reported. Um, so it's a possibility that I'm waiting for. I'm kind of surprised we didn't sign any like vet men's like Dwight Howard or Carmelo, because I also read that they were like a phone call away from signing. So that was interesting. Well, we know the deal with Dwight Howard last year and a phone call (laughs) and him assuming that he's already signed with the Lakers. You know how that went last year. But uh, I will see on that one. But good good reporting right now from Spencer. Laker Tom, I know that would do your heart good if Victor Oladipo became a Laker. You got a question though, you know, his quad, the whole nine yards, his health. I mean, yeah, he's he's a gamble, he's a gamble without a doubt. But yeah, you know, hey, listen, it's <laughs> when you're the Lakers and you don't have any cap space, man, everything you get has got some sort of flaw on it. You know, it's either it's either Westbrook's salary and the fact that he can't shoot, can't shoot threes, or or it's uh, it's Oladipo's injury history, you know, and that whole thing. Um, it's kind of interesting. What what really sort of surprises me at this point in time was the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I know Chris Paul is president of the Players Association and therefore has to make sure that everything he's pushed through the CBA that he lives up to. But for him to get $30 million in campaign to get six really sort of irks me. Um, uh, Gerald, I have breaking news here. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Yeah, um, there's a there's a source here from the Athletic. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Atlanta Hawks are nearing a sign-in trade for point forward John Collins. Minnesota will be sending Malik Beasley, Jarrett Culver, and Jake Lehman to Atlanta. 
Is that um, from the same Sham Sharania bogus account that Laker Tom had Malik Beasley traded earlier? No, this is from this is from Dane Moore. He's a, he's a verified reporter for the Athletic for the Timberwolves. So again, power forward John Collins and and Cam Reddish are headed to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Culver and Jake Lehman. So. I mean, this is uh, Atlanta. Uh, like, this is a really weird trade for both teams. Um, yeah. So I- I'm not sure what to make of that. This, this, um, if I had to guess, I would say Minnesota's got something up their sleeve to acquire John Collins. Um, but we'll just see because it looks like that's just a weird trade to me. That's a weird trade to me as well, especially Cam Reddish after he, you know, he finally got back to the court and started playing pretty good, pretty good basketball, you know, right there at the very, very last end showing you some signs. But I know who Atlanta drafted as far as Jalen Johnson. And then, you know, they've got themselves Sharif Cooper, backup point guard for Trey Young. Mm -hmm. Then you got Jalen Johnson, who's in a situation where he is could be a breakout star if everything goes right with him. But, yeah, if that's the case and that does get confirmed on that, that's going to be a very interesting uh, deal. Free agent Sterling Brown has a, agreed to a deal for the, with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, Gerald, uh, hold on, hold on. Yes. Go uh, ahead. Shem Sharan, Sharania. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to kid. I'm not going to kid Tom anymore because you know that, that's uh, yeah. False alarm. False alarm. Yes. See, uh, Tom. I think. What did you start there with with them now? Because now he's probably doing the same thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. But Laker Tom, I want to hear your thoughts if that's the case. Uh, I mean, losing John Collins after he did so well in the playoffs. I mean, he was the number two guy to Trey Young in Atlanta. That seems like a very curious trade if that goes through. Did he? Have, was he a restricted free agent too? Y- yes, yes, he was. He was. A, 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 yes. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, they must have something else in mind. Again, it's not you know, confirmed I mean, been, yet. It's not a subject that's new to them. They've been they've been looking at it for years and have never given him that extension. So. Okay, because I'm still looking for it on Sham Sharania's side. I've still not seen it reported by Sham Sharania as yet, or. Adrian Wojnarowski, so I'm still saying, hey. So we'll see what happens there, if that's going to be a confirmed case or there's just talking and there's rumors right now. But we'll wait and see. But we still got 20 minutes left here on the Lakers fast break. Again, no action for the Lakers as of yet, but we truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. Want to thank so much again to all the great people watching. Gave us thumbs up. Noel Narvasa. Cannot thank you enough for your awesome comments. Jamie Sweet, we know we got much love for you out there, my friend. He's been talking about Indianapolis relying on Ricky C to make it work between Sabonis and Turner. I still think they're going to trade Turner at some point in time. I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Tom, do you agree that Miles Turner soon will be traded away from the Indiana Pacers? I would suspect so just simply because there's been so much smoke on it and there's been some offers that I think were interesting. But then you have the other side is that you have, you know, you have uh, the, the old coach returning back to the old team and uh, and a new new general manager. Um, so it's hard to tell. They're at, right at the verge of the luxury tax right now. And I don't think that they're a luxury tax team because they're not going to they're, they're struggling. They're a play in team at best at this point in time. 
Um, and they still, you know, I, I still think there's a chance not only that Turner gets traded, but also that, uh, that uh, Brogdon gets traded. Agreed. Would have been a great fit for the Lakers. Absolutely great fit for the Lakers. Yeah, I love again. both of those guys on the Lakers. Yep, as do I, as do I. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to end up being the case. Jamie Sweet said that Turner's under contract for two more seasons. He's thinking maybe at the deadline. I'm thinking that with the signings that we're seeing today, Jamie, from Indianapolis, I really think that they're on more of a win-now mode, especially bringing Rick Carlisle in. He doesn't seem to have be the type of guy who's going to be very patient at his age for a rebuilding. So it looks like they may be going ahead and starting to build the something that they can go ahead and become a contender with. Spencer, let me bring you on real quick in regards to maybe another team that's been talked about, and that's the Miami Heat, which we've talked about, you know, off and on already because of all the major signings. The thing was, we already talked about a lineup potentially of Robinson, of Lowry, of Butler, of Bam Adebayo. I mean, that's great, but I think still think they might be lacking in some size. Do you? Yeah, I so the thing about it is, like, they, they've really played two ways over the past two seasons. They play Bam at five at the five and small ball rounding with, like, Jay Crowder at the four, or they went big with Myers Leonard. So, obviously, they have limited resources because they just gave $18 million and $30 million contracts, and they were hard-capped. But uh, we'll see. I think the most – Likely outcome is Trevor Reza's back, and he just, like, slotted in as the Jay Crowder role. So, yes, I, I do agree that they have they, – they are lacking some size in the paint, and we saw that in the finals. I do want to mention that the Nuggets, I think, are proving to be out to be a slight winner on free agency days so far because they just signed Jeff Green as Noel uh, Narvasa. is just going to be up two years for $10 million. And congrats to Jeff Green, who has been that journeyman going around from team to team on minimum contracts forever, played extremely well for Brooklyn and is now getting rewarded for it in the backside of his career. I really, well, instead of, you know, like on the Jungle Cruise, the backside of water, but the backside of his career, two years, 10 million, I really think that's a good signing, uh, you know, if he can continue this kind of consistency He's always been someone that has exceeded the minimum contracts that he's been playing for and then somehow manages to, I guess, flame out with whatever team he's on. So Brooklyn, he really did a great job. In fact, did perform very well in the playoffs once, he, you know, when he was healthy, was a key contributor to their success. So let's see what he can do for the Nuggets at two years and $10 million. So congratulations for him. As Jamie Sweet points out, that's the Nuggets solidifying that roster. I really think it is. I think they get some kudos. And with their star, Jamal Murray, out right now, can still with the ACL injury out for some time, it's going to be a wait and see to see how good that team develops. Could they still be a top echelon contender in the Western Conference? We'll have to wait and see. And that's something I want to talk to you about with you, Magic Man, are the teams like Denver and the teams like the Clippers right now who have those injuries with Kawhi, who is still a free agent, who became a free agent, he declined his player option, who is heavily rumored to be re-signing with the Clippers. And I want to ask you this. I mean, you're, you're buying yourself a timeline with Jamal Murray being out, and you're buying yourself a timeline with if Kawhi returns to Clippers with him being out. 
what are the realistic expectations for those both those teams this season as being could possibly not or are contenders in the Western Conference? Okay, so that's kind of a loaded question. I think the the short answer would be that I, I, I think a top six seed in a really tight, really packed, really competitive Western Conference is a hard ask for having your second best player on one team and your best player on the other team maybe being out until the playoffs. Um, I think it's possible that, that that one of them may still end up in the, the top six, Gerald, but it would take, you know, a combination of a lot of luck and, you know, a lot of quick chemistry because we just saw what the Clippers did in the draft. They they added a lot of wings. They added a lot of wings to try and supplant, um, you know, Kawhi's, some of Kawhi's production. Uh, I think Denver is in a little bit better position because Murray's injury, it didn't, it, it occurred at a really inopportune time for them because they were really clicking at that point and we all saw them as being legit title contenders. Um, you know, just, just looking at it right now, I think if, if everything stays the way it is, one of those teams ends up in a play-in tournament the same way the Lakers did this year because of a combination of a lot of things, but injuries being the most prevalent. Um, and I see the other one making the playoffs, but it, it's going to be a hard road for both of those teams. It's just the West is tough, man. I know every everybody in the East wants to, you know, pat themselves on the back that a few of them had a good year this year. But I've been watching basketball for 30 years, and the, and the West is consistently a, a cannibal um, conference. They just eat each other alive just down the stretch, and it's really hard to gain momentum if you're bringing back guys, bringing back guys from rehab and then inserting them. But we'll see. I just think it's a hard road. Well, I'll tell you what, there's still more signings right now. Not uh, something that's going to be a major barn burner, but the Kings did get Mo Harkless two years, $9 million. That's Mo Harkless to the Kings two years, $9 million. The thing is, though, it depends on his the team that he's been on. Mo Harkless has either thrived or been on out, been out of the rotation, quite frankly. So you, you never know what you're going to get with him. Is he the guy that's been hard locked and, and, or played himself out of the rotation, or is he going to be a guy that at two years and $9 million can produce like he did with the New York Knicks? I, I know that the, I was very interested to see if the Lakers could get him because he's a guy that provides length, size, defense, and also when he was with the Knicks, 40% three-point shooting. So we'll see what happens there. But it is still the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. Thank you so much for the great comments, Noel and Jamie out there on the chat, on the chat board. Sean, you had something else you wanted to add? I had a, I had a question for you, Gerald. Yes. Um, so given, that, given the fact that um... – it was kind of known that the Sacramento Kings promised Franz Wagner if he was available, they would take him. And obviously, Orlando got to him first. Gerald, how do you explain them 
picking Mitchell. They're they're you know Halliburton is a, is a great scorer and he's a pretty good facilitator. Well, maybe this was based on the prospective deal that the Kings thought they had with the Lakers, that the Lakers were looking to go ahead and maybe if they swapped, we'd get the ninth pick and we're looking to get Mitchell. But unfortunately, that fell through. Uh, I know it's going to be a little bit of a hard deal asking for Halliburton, Mitchell, and also as well De'Aaron Fox to play all at the same time, especially if they keep Buddy Heald. So that's going to be even more difficult. I imagine that they're going to do some type of movement in the not-too-distant future with Heald. I think that's something that their future lies upon Halliburton. So we're getting some more news right now. Spencer, you are reporting that Reggie Bullock is going to Dallas, who just yeah. confirmed. Just wanted to let you know that Dallas did confirm uh, signing. One of my two guys. Yeah, he's, he's gone. <laughs> Reggie Bullock is not returning to the Lakers. He is going to Dallas. I want to go ahead and mention that Boban Marinovich is signed for only one year, but that will give Dallas the bird rights because it'll be his third year with the team. But go ahead, your thoughts, Spencer, on Reggie Bullock going to Dallas. Well, he's he's a good player, and I, I think that was Laker Tom that just now is regretting it. Um, I, I kind of <laughs> liked him more than Danny Green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we mentioned mm-hmm. Danny Green earlier. It's Well, there's there's not many 3 and D players to fill out your starting lineup with. So, I mean, Gosh, maybe Danny Green is going to end up being the best option based on skills. Yeah, Wes will start. Well, you know, a name that's out there, a name that's out there is someone who's doing a great job for Team Australia right now, Patty Mills. Patty Mills is someone that, you know, could really still fill it up. Someone who I yeah. talked about previously last season as far as maybe a target that the Lakers should have traded for from San Antonio because he, he was one of those four veterans that I thought the Lakers could really use from the from that team but you know your thoughts on possibly now the options i know danny green is 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 obviously one but could patty mills be another yeah i mean i'm pulling up his stats right now and i know he's a very efficient um shooter i i wouldn't spend my taxpayer mle which i feel like is closer to his going great but i mean if they well, we got to we have to see what bullock got paid yeah, I, there's still not confirmation on what he got paid yet. So he's a, he's an MLE candidate, mini MLE candidate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the same thing. What he gets paid is probably what Patty is going to get paid. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, we'll see what happens there again. The Mark Stein, from he's also a great reporter from, from formerly of ESPN, now dealing with himself uh, – on his own, uh, you know, a Substack, uh, because he's no longer affiliated with the New York Times. But he said the Mavericks are nearing a deal with Knicks free agent Reggie Bullock. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, and Tim McMahon of ESPN has also confirmed the deal, but they haven't said exactly how much it is for. So we'll wait and see on that one. But very interesting. And we're heading down to our last 10 minutes of the show. No signings as of yet. Uh, I mean, Noel, you had it right. We're that you know, we wish we could have had him as a shooter. I, at least Tom did. I was like, eh, it didn't work once. I'm not sure it would have worked again because, you know, it's just we'll see. Again, it's a situation where you have a player that does well in a certain format on a certain team. Like we talked about it with Mo Harkless. It happened with Reggie Bullock, where it obviously didn't work out with the Lakers, and then it worked out with New York. So you don't know which Reggie Bullock you're going to get especially for how much you're going to be paying for him. So, you know, I mean, 
but still he is a, a younger sharpshooter that's out there. So he could have provided some of that for the Lakers, but again, it's going to Dallas and Dallas re-signing Tim Hardaway Jr. Getting, uh, you know, they're, they're making some steps because they did have some cap space now that now that they need to, because they're going to be signing Luka Doncic to a mega contract here in the not too distant future. So they need to sign as many complimentary players to him as possible. But I want to go ahead and make sure everybody that we want do thank you for staying with us all throughout the entire time. Noel, you've been fantastic. Jamie, you've been fantastic. Appreciate the whole entire audience out there. Thank you for all the thumbs up on Facebook. Again, this will be on the Lakerholics.com site. The feed is already there. It's also on Lakerholics on Facebook. Also, the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break, if you have any questions for us. That's, once again, Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break, if you have any questions or comments for us on what's going on with the Lakers. We're going to structure it out as far as how we're going to lay out Lakers fast breaks for the rest of the week based on what their movements are. So we'll, we'll keep you informed of what's going on with it, but we're in the last 10 minutes right now of our show because we'd be on here all night if that's the case. And we're not paid like (laughs) ESPN money to do so, but the latest movement says McDermott does get uh, Zach Lowe is reporting and confirming what we already know that McDermott is going to San Antonio for three years, $42 million. And again, we talked about Boban Marinovich. So there's still there right now is still another lull that's going on right now. Four years, $74 million for Tim Hardaway Jr. That doesn't seem outside the norm for tuners. Laker Tom, again, we're seeing shooting at a premium and people are paying a dear price for that. I'm sure they paid a nice price for Reggie Bullock. So shooting is coming at a premium for all these teams. Yeah, it, uh, when you when you look at the prices that are going around, it's uh, and, and a lot of these teams now are starting to combine their MLE with uh, with some of the cap space that they have. Um, so you can see the money is starting to dry up, and teams are are now starting to add that second tier players, um, which fall into the category of what the Lakers are looking like. Reggie Bullock was obviously one of the targets I had for the uh, MLE along with Patty Mills and uh, Otto Porter Jr. and a bunch of other guys. Um, so I hated to see him go because he's one of the few real 3 and D guys out there because he actually plays excellent defense as well as being able to consistently shoot close to 40%. Um, it may be a little bit of a slog to see what happens with the Lakers. Um, although if history is anything... I remember last year when we went off on the, uh, as soon as we quit the live um, trade deadline show, immediately five or six big things, you know, got announced at the last minute, even though the period was over. So uh, maybe that's what will happen this time. Gerald will pull the plug and we'll go off the air and all of a sudden a whole bunch of Laker news will happen. Well, right now, again, shooting is still at a premium because uh, there's still been a couple signings. Bobby Portis is returning to the Milwaukee Bucks. Kind of a good deal for the Milwaukee Bucks. Two years, $9 million, especially coming off the momentum and and the extremely eyeball facials that he gave during the finals with his eyes literally bugging out of people. But two years, $9 million. Uh, Hopefully he won't punch out any teammates during the course of his contract. But, Sean, you've got anything right now? Because Furkan Korkmaz has also signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. Both of those guys can shoot, and that's something that's you know is going on there. 
again, Bobby Portis, two years, $9 million. With Furkan Korkmaz, that is two years, $15 million. I think that the Milwaukee Bucks got away with a better deal because he's taller and can't shoot quite as well as quite as well as Korkmaz, but still looks like he, he could have been, you know, I think Portis could have gotten a, a bigger deal somewhere else, but it looks like he wants to stay loyal to the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Absolutely, Gerald, and, and good for Bobby. I mean, he was a good soldier. He didn't play a lot in that net series um, for for schematic purposes. Um, he, he's been a really great teammate from, from all accounts, so good for him. Um, Woj is now reporting that Gary Trent Jr. has agreed to a three-year $54 million deal to return to the Toronto Raptors. Because he can shoot. So, so we're seeing now if you're a really if if agents and executives think you're a really good shooter, we have a price point now. It's going to take anywhere from fourteen to eighteen million. You can either get fourteen like McDermott or eighteen, Gary Trent Jr. So, I mean, a price point has been set here. We're obviously out of that price point, so we're either going to have to get lucky with a guy or two who just wants to take less and come to the Lakers. Or, like Tom said, find find a way to to get assets with uh, THC and or uh, Caruso's contracts. Let's go. Get, let's get Lowry Markinen and Zach Collins in here for as far as the big man backups. There you go. That, that can shoot from long distance, and then get we'll focus on also as well trying to get some guards in here. Patty Mills would be tremendous. Maybe uh, yep. getting Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes can also shoot the three, even though he can't play defense very well. But coming off the bench, Brent Forbes would be a great addition, I think, as far as something that Laker Tom would like. The guy shoots volume threes, so there you go right there. But we are in our last few minutes of the Lakers Fast Break NBA free agency special. want to thank you so much for sticking with us for this entire two-hour run. Guys, any last impressions before we head on out? Spencer, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Spencer, go ahead, and I will go ahead and break in with any breaking news during that time. But Spencer, any last thoughts before we head on out? I don't know. So this is like kind of a familiar place for the Lakers because obviously when they traded for AD, they had like four players on the roster. I think two of them were Troy Daniels and Jared Dudley. I'm a little bit surprised we didn't see like end of the roster moves. Like I thought we'd resign. Ben McLemore or resign or I don't know, sign Carmelo Anthony or Dwight Howard. But I don't know, it just feels like a, a ton of players just resigning right now. So I don't really have much to say. Any really uh do any any deals that stand out like Timothy Mozgov Luel Deng style that are really gaudy <laughs> and, and really overpriced? No, but the one thing I'll say is that you know, if a player like Tim Hardaway Jr., I, I just yeah. I think he he gives you more options offensively in the playoffs than Duncan Robinson. So if I'm if I'm showing out, you know, fifteen, sixteen million, I wanna be able to say like, you know, can Tim Hardaway Jr. run a side pick and roll? The answer is yes. If if that's Duncan Robinson, the answer is no. So I feel <laughs> and so this kind of goes with like Buddy Shield. He's not a one-dimensional shooter where he only plays off the catch, right? He can dribble, drive, or run. I think if I'm going to shell out 16, 17 million for a three-point shooter, 
you have to be able to shoot threes in multiple ways and create a little bit. Well, it is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And again, we will be providing you updates at the Lakers Fast Break. Follow the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook and hopefully on Twitter as well so we can report the latest goings on in the NBA Free Agency. And we will provide you updates with live shows, hopefully during the course of the week. I'm expecting to do one tomorrow. I may do one late tonight if there's a big signing. I'll just go ahead and I'll grab uh, you got one of you guys, two of you guys, or whoever wants to come on. So beware, be on the lookout for that. I know Jamie Sweet will probably be more available later on tonight, so we may just do that. But, guys, that all depends on the Lakers, though, of course, and Rob Palenka, who, again, a lot is writing on what's going on now. But, Laker Tom, before I hit up Sean, before we head on out, uh, your thoughts on NBA free agency so far. Any big surprises for you at this point in time? No, I think it's going pretty much as everybody expected. Um, I think that – it's kind of funny that the the early domino of Kyle Lowry fell, and we saw a few other dominoes go, um, but it wasn't like a, a wave of them happening. I think for Lakers, the big question right now probably is what's happening with Dunwoody. Um, if Dunwoody goes to uh, the Pelicans, for example, I think that's a, an advantage uh, rather than you know having him go to Washington. Um, we want to have Washington hopefully want to have something for Schroeder and we want to have Schroeder come up empty. So he has to ask our help. So it'll all depend on what happens in the next uh, times. I think one of the reasons that, uh, again, why the Lakers are a little bit hesitant to go out and make any offers for anything other than, than and, and even for some of the minimum people is, uh, is the whole luxury tax thing. Cause you just don't know where, when they finally line up these players and, they start shuffling them through and announcing them to the NBA and setting their, their salaries and fixing the, the whole things in there. Um, they're going to end up with a, with a large luxury tax bill, bigger than anything they've ever paid in the past, probably four to 10 times as big as anything they've played in the past since the most they paid in the past was $13 million. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Lakers. I don't know how fast it's going to happen. Because uh, I think a lot of it depends upon Dennis Schroeder, and and we still need to see Dinwiddie and and other point guard candidates, uh, other teams looking for point guards to see what opportunities are available for Dennis and whether or not it's going to be a sign and trade. Um, he's the first. If you look at the Lakers' steps one, two, three, the first one is to see what's happening with Dennis, and if they can do anything to in, include him in the trade. The second step probably is if Dennis, if they lose Dennis, let's say he is, he assigns for cap space somewhere. Um, um, if he does that, then all of a sudden the Lakers are in a situation where they've got to probably look to see what's the situation with respect to uh, Taylor Horton Tucker and uh, Alex Caruso, because those are the other two assets that they have that they can sign and trade for uh, candidates that would allow them to get Buddy healed or candidates that were as good as Buddy. So we'll have to see what happens with that. And then, uh, and then uh, if all of that falls apart, then you got to start looking at, at secondary shooters and think of who could start along with LeBron, Russ, and AD, you know, who is good enough among the, you know, 
the Wayne Ellingtons and and those players of that milk that actually could be a starter because you cannot start those three guys without having two shooters. And right now we don't have a single shooter who falls into that category. There's nobody you can throw. You cannot move Alex Caruso or THT into the starting lineup. One guy doesn't shoot 30% and the other guy only shoots less than one three a game. So that's not going to solve the shooting problem and spacing problem. So the Lakers are, I think, in as good a position as they could be. The only thing I've seen taken off of the board that really makes me regret it um, is Reggie Bullock at this point in time. So that's good news. Well, right now I do want to mention that before we head on out, I do want to mention a couple of smaller deals. Zach Collins, who I was kind of high on if he stays healthy, he was, uh, I guess, uh, Portland uh, kind of uh, uh, took the last year off. They they declined the option, the $7 million option on his last year of his contract, making him an unrestricted free agent. He goes to the Spurs at a little over the $7 million, three years, $22 million deal with the Spurs. Also, as well, I want to mention that Alex Len signed with the Sacramento Kings for an undisclosed amount. So very interesting maneuvers there because Sacramento, I think maybe that's a sign that Rashawn Holmes will not be staying with the Sacramento Kings. And so funny, Spencer saying blame pop for this, his influence all the way over from Tokyo, Japan right now, where he's guiding the team, hopefully to a successful gold medal victory. So we'll hope for on that, but Guys, it's been great having you got here, but Magic Man, I want to get you on last. And again, big shout out to Jamie Sweet and also as well, Noel Narvasa for their great comments, their great updates. They've been a, such a tremendous part of our chat room today. Cannot thank you enough for being part of today's program. But Sean, before we head on out, thank you first off for returning today. Glad to have you back, my friend. Got off to a rough start, but you're taking it on home now, my friend. Thanks, Gerald. You know, I'm I'm not one to give up very easily, so I'm I'm pretty persistent. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, um, I just wish. Oh, oh now to get this, get this for irony. Mike Muscala just signed a two-year deal. Uh, actually, a not a two-year deal. He signed, yeah, he signed a two-year deal for seven million dollars to return. To the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. Huh? Well, good for they gotta time. they gotta play the game still. Yeah, but you got I mean, so even many though they're building for the future. They gotta got have so players to play. Players. Uh, but go ahead, my friend. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no. uh, Gerald, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to mention I just wish Zach Collins good health. Um yes. I can't imagine um, you know, the kind of mental health he's problems he's been going through i mean rehab sucks it doesn't matter if you're an nba player uh, a plumber uh if you're the pod father gerald glassford rehab just sucks and and yes. getting back to 100 percent is a mental grind on top of you know at times having to look over your shoulder because the guy behind you is coming so I just wish him good health, and obviously a change of, of scenery will probably do him good. Um, looking looking forward, it, it looks like there's just a lot of disinformation that we're receiving. Now Now Sean Marks is apparently on Patty Mills' tail, according to uh, reports. 
Um, you know, Sean, uh, the Nets have a previous history with Otto Porter and one Patty Mills. Um, they obviously can't afford both of them. So, I, I, to me, that's a domino that falls. For example, if the Nets do sign Otto Porter, do the Lakers just go after Patty Mills at that point? Or if, if the opposite occurs, what would you do, Gerald? If you had to, if you had to pick, would you choose Otto Porter or would you choose Patty Mills if you're Rob Polinka? If you're going by youth and what the Lakers kind of need at the wing, I would say Otto Porter because Patty Mills, I love him as a great player. You know, obviously can you fill it up with the threes, but defensively, if you're going to put him as your shooting guard, he's going to be a liability defensively. And you already yeah. got a major liability defensively in Russell Westbrook, who, you know, has not played good defense in the last well, actually, in the last decade, he might have played good defense, but not, he's not played it in this decade. But, yeah, I think of the two, I would say I'd gamble. I'd roll the dice on Otto Porter Jr. of the two at this point in time. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I, I, I'd have to uh, go with that route as well. Because um, he's I a think, tall wing, he can play deep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I agree. I mean, if, if the Nets want to go ahead and just – Sign Patty because Sean has a previous relationship with the Spurs. They pretty much have all the intel on Patty they need. Um, I would go ahead and try and sign Otto Porter if I was the Lakers. Um, I see Dwight signing with us eventually to Gerald. And then, I mean, you're right. We need to look at a couple more wins. I'm uh, At this point, I, I, I think the, the rumors of, you know, a Rudy Gay – like he's not coming here. It's it 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 looks to me like he's looking for that non-taxpayer MLE. He wants to get one last paycheck, and I think it's too rich for our blood, obviously at this point. So if we could add a couple wings, um, preferably one is Otto Porter, and we add Dwight, I would say that that's a, a good free agency period for us. Well, I do want to thank again Spencer Young. I do want to thank again Laker Tom and his his eagerness in trying to go ahead and find the right Sham Sharani a Twitter handle. But we truly appreciate uh, we truly appreciate Sean, you know Sean Grice, aka Magic Man, being here. Laker Tom, be on the lookout. Oh, he left after that. Got mad. But Laker Tom uh, and also again as well Jamie Sweet at being on there. But, guys, I will be hitting you up hopefully later on tonight. Again, just want to go ahead and mention thank you so much for being part of today's broadcast. We are heading out for now. If we need to come back online later on tonight, we'll go ahead and uh, let you know on the fly. But looking forward to having another conversation on maybe some good signings for the Lakers. But as of now, nothing as of yet coming across the wire. We'll see what happens. And the last thing we'll note on right now is, oh, it is for the Lakers. It is for the Lakers. It is Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza signing a one-year deal to return to the Los Angeles Lakers. And Laker Tom left for that. So, <laughs> Laker, once you know, Laker Tom Lee's once mentioned, once mentioned on that. But it is signed that is a one-year deal for Trevor Ariza against the Los Angeles Lakers. I guess slotting him in there as the starting small forward for the Lakers. So, we'll see what happens. But yeah, well, you know, at the advanced age that he is, I'm not sure if he's going to repeat the same magic twice. Because remember, when he did the heroics for us, that was 2010. So I want to keep that in perspective right there. 
we didn't see we saw mixed results from him in in Miami, but you never know what can happen there. But guys, it's been so great having you here. Want to thank you so much for being a part of today's broadcast. Jamie Sweet, once again, thank you so much. Once again, Noel Narvasa, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everybody giving out the love and whatnot. And we'll be back maybe tonight, most likely tomorrow. But if there's any major signings, we'll be back on the air for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, I mean, with the signings of what we saw from what with with the old age guys that they brought in with Wayne Ellington and Dwight Howard and you know just basically going ahead and trying to see how many different Kent Bazemore. I mean, this team it's really old coming in here. So Spencer, I ask you, where can the team get younger and more athletic? Um, summer league. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually, I mean, uh, you'd be banking a lot of Joel Ayayi and, you know, Austin two, Reeves is not a, not an athletic guy. So the two ways, man, the two ways, that's where we get more athletic. I mean, yeah, you're, you're really asking a lot at that point. You, you might like, I Jared Dudley off the board, but like someone like a Sterling Brown, he's it's kind of in the mode of like Tory Craig, where he, he's kind of he was young, athletic, and you could take a flyer on him for the minimum. Obviously, he's not an actual target anymore. I don't know. It's tough because the players you're going to get on the veteran minimum are veterans, right? They're going to be older <laughs> players, and you just lost your. Your one of your young assets in Alex Caruso, so it's tough when you have three max contracts, one taxpayer MOE player, and the rest are vet mins. It's getting a trade for younger players just difficult inherently. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see, but yeah, Jamie, as we're coming on now, I forgot to uh, turn it on earlier. That was my fault, so I apologize for that. I'm so tired now. It's, you know, a long day for us right here. But Jay Johnson said, thank you so much for watching. We always got much love for you, my friend. I hope everything is well where you're at. The Lakers, again, they, you know, in free agency, the let go in the four years, $37.5 million to the Chicago Bulls. That is the GOAT, Alex Caruso. He heads that way. In return, the Lakers have managed to go ahead and have a $9 million trade exception that they'll go ahead and finish out, hopefully, at some point in time in the season. I know Jay John is very upset about Alex Caruso leaving. In return, the Lakers, as we mentioned before we left our afternoon show, left uh, Trevor Reza had just signed with the Lakers on a one-year minimum. Wayne Ellington had just has signed right after on a one-year minimum. We also had you know, Dwight Howard. He re-signed on a one-year minimum. 
and to not buck the trend on Lakers returning to Lakerland, Kent Bazemore also signed for one year on the minimum. As we talked about before during the interim when we were not on the air, I think right now seeing Otto Porter Jr. with that incredible deal of one year on the minimum, your campaign, Cameron Payne, sign, re-signing with the Phoenix Suns, three years, $19 million. That was a steal. Bobby Portis, I think, what was it, two years, nine, or is it two years, 18? It's something where it's a relatively low value for Bobby Portis and for his contributions as well. Three, Those are three of the big deals that stood out to me as far as some of the, the saving graces. And I'll tell you what, with the Lakers, they got a lot older. But in your mind, Jamie, did they get any better? I mean, I think they got more professional again. I think that we saw the Lakers veer away from the super professional team they had with Danny Green and uh, so on and so forth. You know, Rondo, Howard, McGee, Marquise Morris eventually, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, I think I already said. But I don't know that we got better. I feel, we feel like this is like a lateral slight step back, to be honest. Um, we got really old. Uh, the Caruso trade exception is actually, I think, for eight point three million. Okay, um, so it's eight point three million. Okay, and I and the, it looks like there's some also some weird rules surrounding it. So it, it may be like more like you were thinking, Gerald, a little less useful than maybe uh, we we're just talking about earlier. Just just to be clear. Um, I mean, the, like you said, the Lakers got older, and again, I think it's a lateral move at best right now. I mean, it all depends on if you can get some better pieces. You still have that five point nine trade uh, million dollar trade exception. Right. You have a couple more slots left. You could throw at people for minimums. I mean, we mentioned Lowry Markinen, Patty Mills, as far as possible options. Uh, Lowry Markinen makes you younger, taller, a little bit more athletic, and he can shoot the three. Then you also have Patty Mills, who's just hooping it up again in Australia. So those are some options right there. I'm looking at the free agent chart on SportTrack on who might still be available. Anybody that sticks out to you, Jamie? Can you put it up so we can check it out? I'm going to go ahead and do that right now for you and do that and share this on the screen. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, he sticks out. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Horton Tucker. I know that was that was bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But but you know, the Lakers probably will have to sign him if to get the kind of money he wants and do a sign and trade. Right. But I'm gonna. I'm. If you're watching on television right now, if you're watching on Facebook, excuse me. If you're watching on Facebook, you get to see right now who's available. I mean, Kawhi Leonard. uh, You know, he's most likely going to with the Clippers. Maybe Uh he's allowing the Clippers to go ahead and sign sign some talent first. DeMar DeRozan is still available. He's been heavily rumored all over the place from Miami to Dallas to all over the Knicks. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. should not be on there. He did sign for one year at the minimum, uh, one of the best deals that's out there for Golden State. Something that Spencer mentioned earlier is Victor Oladipo. Are, would you be happy if, if he's healthy that Victor Oladipo came over? If he's healthy? That, that's a big if. That's a big yeah. if, I know. Uh, Spencer, I mean, you talked about, like I said earlier in the day, that Victor Oladipo could still be available. I mean, is he a possibility for the Lakers at this point with that 5.9? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't spend 5.9 on him because I think that 5.9, I need a like proven commodity, which he isn't at this point. But at, at the minimum, I could, you know, if he squint hard enough, convince yourself that rehab's going to go well. 
I'm squinting my eyes as hard as I can, my friend. It's not just because of the fact I'm tired. It's the fact that, yeah, it's, you know, trying hard, my friend, trying hard. I think the, the idea of him's great. I mean, that's why the, right. he traded for him, obviously, at the right. deadline. He's been, so he's been, like, bought low on, I guess you'd say, um, by the Heat, and the Lakers could be the same thing. He was looking to cash in when he was yeah, playing in Houston. Yeah. He was looking to cash in. And I know Laker Tom was infatuated with him at that point in time, even though he was like a high volume, low percentage shooter. I mean, if you're able to get him on the cheap on a one year minimum, similar to what we see with Otto Porter Jr., I'd say let's go for it. But, you know, he's still thinking of himself probably at a higher stature from there. For me, like I said, Lowry Markinen is still someone mm-hmm. out there that could be someone that, that could be available. Spencer Dinwiddie, it looks like he's negotiating heavily with the Washington Wizards, which could throw Dennis Schroeder's plans out the window because a lot, there's, they're right, he's running out of places. Dennis Schroeder, right. he's running out right. of places to sign for, right. for any kind of big contract without some help from the Lakers. His, so, his, his biggest hope was that Derek Rose would want to go somewhere else. Right? Yeah, that, that and that was, didn't happen. No, and that didn't happen. And he goes and New York, play backup. And New York has virtually filled up its cap. Dallas has filled up its cap. You know, almost every other team that that had cap space has filled up the cap. Who may still be outstanding? Like Atlanta, I think, and maybe one or two others. San Antonio may still have some space, although they signed quite a few individual players, rotational players. So I think giving Doug McDermott that kind of money, I think, was okay. But, you know, that's that's quite a bit of money for someone that's going to be your eighth guy, seventh guy off the bench. And then you've got you know, other players as well for San Antonio that eh, doing all right on that as far as the signings are concerned. But I know, I don't know at this point, Dennis Schroeder needs a lot of help in order to become a, what a four year, $80 million guy. And so I have a feeling now that the Lakers are at more of an advantageous point. Don't you think so? Don't you think so Spencer? I mean, right now it looks more and more like the Lakers will be able to pull off a sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Like the cap space is drying up quickly. And I think this is like supply and demand saying that Dennis Schroeder's not a starting point guard on a contending team like he wants to be. <laughs> right. you know, like he's a sixth man on a contending team, I think. I think that's just what the league's kind of sending a message right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully. He'll, he'll, yeah, he, he may he may end up settling for somebody's. Uh, I mean, who's gonna uh, MLE hard cap them for themselves for sure at this point, right? Like, why put yourself in a hard cap situation? Uh, I, he, he, I, he should fire his agent or whoever was advising him to uh, not yeah. take the twenty million dollar extension that the Lakers offered him because he's. I don't know what he's thinking at this point. You know, if you didn't have something lined up like minute five. You, you, you were blowing it like <laughs> well that's and that and that comes down to right now some some options that are left for the lakers again avery bradley could be an option i know that's been talked about already by us as a you know to just continue the trend of former lakers returning home to the Lakerland. so why not let's go ahead and bring him there wesley matthews i'd love to see him come back because i really liked what he what he offered even at 34 you know he'd fit right in actually he wouldn't be the oldest guy on the block on the Lakers team, not even close. 
One name that I think that's out there that's very interesting is John Collins, who we mistakenly had traded earlier. Nice. At least Sean Grice did, and it was like, eh, hold up, Sean. But George Hill, again, like we mentioned earlier, he was waived by, by Philadelphia. He is 34. Is that correct, Spencer, or 33-ish? He, he is in that mid-30 range, which fits right in with the Lakers' plans. I mean, he's an outstanding three-point shooter, but really, what can he give you more than that at this point? Oh, I just looked at it from the standpoint of, like, he can play off or on the ball, and he's a backup point guard, which we don't have. I don't yeah. Know. That's, that's... I know. Just another name, though. Another well, the, the backup point guard, you could say, is LeBron James. So that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a thing that you could say. In it's essence, just, if you want to have him play still 10 to 15 minutes at the point uh, each and every game. But you're right. George Hill could be someone that could play off or on the ball. I would just like, you know, say, does he have another year from him? And that's pretty much what all the guys at the Lakers sign. Do they have another year at some kind of productivity level that's going to be commensurate with the championship in them? Right. I'm worried about that, Jamie. I mean, do you? Uh I mean, yeah, you have to look at this group and say there's nobody who's there's nobody whose ceiling is questioned, right? There's no there's no question about anybody who we brought in. So is it I, I mean this is I honestly think this is what this season is gonna come down to. Is Frank Vogel as good a defensive coach as perhaps the roster that he's had for him? Uh, it, what's what's that what's that input gonna be? And also is Anthony Davis going to have an MVP season? Because that's yeah. th- those that's that's what this roster is basically built around. Like Anthony Davis is going to have an MVP season. LeBron's got you know a solid 18, 10, and seven to eight you know in him, and Russ is Russ. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get a tri- he's going to average a triple double, even on the Lakers, right? Like I, I will bet I'll bet twenty five dollars right now that Russ Russ will average a triple double even on the Lakers. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just something to behold, (laughs) the amount of money that's just flying all over the place. I mean, my gosh, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars lined up all over the place. And let me just do this rundown again live now that we're back on on the air. And since we left you, I guess the last thing just before we left was the Lakers signing Trevor Reza to a one-year deal. So I'm going to go once again from Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Sharania on their combined Twitter handles. So we're again the last thing that we left you on before we we went to off the air during the afternoon portion of the program was that Trevor Reza did sign for a one year deal. So that's going to be something that the Lakers, you know, they're going on the trend. They started on that trend of old signing older guys. Dwight Howard signed with the Lakers right after. Then you had Solomon Hill, the LeBron killer, signing a one year deal with Atlanta. Then you had, right after that, you had Evan Fournier signing a four-year, $78 million deal with the Knicks. Nicholas Batum signing a two-year deal to return to the Clippers. I think that's a good deal, especially the way he played for the L.A. Clippers last season. Derek Rose signing for for three years, $43 million. Then you had Alex Caruso, again, as we said before, signing the four-year, $37 million deal with the Chicago Bulls which gave the Lakers a $8.3 million trade kicker. So hopefully they can use that trade exception somewhere. 
This one, as I told you guys, and you guys took a chuckle at this, Daniel Tice, what is Houston doing signing him for four years and $36 million? I, I just, I don't get it. But That's the Moscow move of the year, baby. Yes, but kudos to his agent, Michael right. Tillam and Aaron Mintz of SCAA. They did a great job in, in hoodwinking uh you know, Houston in, in doing that, you know, just who, my gosh. Who is, who is Timothy's model? Who, do they have the same agent? Uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to go back, look in the backlog for that one. But Cody Zeller signed with Portland. Uh, then we had the Victor Oladipo talking about his trade exception, but Reggie Bullock signed a three-year $30.5 million deal. P.J. Tucker signed for two years, $15 million with the Heat. Uh, Reggie Bullock signed for three years, $30.5 million with Dallas Mavericks. Then you had Garrett Temple signing a deal with the Pelicans, a one-year deal. Then you had Devontae Graham signing with the Pelicans for four years, $47 million, which is, a, I guess, a, a pretty good steep price out there for someone who can who can definitely shoot it the way Tom Laker Tom likes it. Norman Powell in a Duncan Robinson deal got a five-year, $90 million deal. Then you had Kent Bazemore signing the one-year deal with the Lakers. Dwayne Dedman, you know, cheers for him. He re-signed with the Miami Heat for a year, which is, you know, our fr- good friend Rafael Barlow. He helped work him out, get him back in shape. And you had uh, Max Drews returning to the Miami Heat on a two-year $3.5 million deal. Rashawn Holmes, who was much talked about as a, as a center, who did really well last year for the Sacramento Kings, re-signs for four years, $55 million. Then you had Semi Ojale signing a one-year deal with the Bucks. Trey Young and also Shea Gilgis Alexander, you know, agreeing to five-year maximum rookie extensions. Two hundred seven million for Trey Young, one hundred seventy-two for Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Gabe Vincent signed a two-year, three-point-five million-dollar deal to Miami. Spencer Dinwiddie is negotiating heavily with Washington, so he could go there, which would make it harder for Spencer Dinwiddie. And then you had the 76ers are planning to waive George Hill. So that gets you up to speed on NBA free agency as day one closes. I want to thank so much everyone out there about for, for you know, just be, being here for us, being here with us and your great comments and your appreciation uh, of all the support. But I'm going to go ahead and get some closing thoughts from you, Spencer. First off, what are you doing at – medium.com slash basketball dash university. You're going to be talking about a lot about the winners and losers of free agency and your overall thoughts on the day itself. Um, okay. So I'm still like digesting the Russell Westbrook trade and in like my downtime between episodes of the show, I am like almost 90% done with my thoughts on the trade. Um, in terms of winners, I think, I think overall, we just saw like a lot of continuity, I think, with a lot of re-signings. Um, I think you alluded to it earlier, but there were some bargain deals like Bobby Portis, Campaign, um, and Otto Porter Jr. Uh, I think the Lakers were, I give them like a C, I think, to be honest, because I don't know if how many Lakers fans watch Sixers games, but White Howard's turnover rate was god-awful in Philadelphia. He picked up, like, I think a league-leading number of technical fouls. His personal foul rate was pretty awful, too. So he was unplayable in 
in the playoffs, basically in the second. And, and you can just bet on at least one uh, one bad pick a day. You know, each game. You know that he's going to get an offensive foul from because he can't set a pick right. Yeah, I mean he gets like a tough whistle, but yeah, he he's he's turnover prone and he's foul prone. So I I I like the Dwight Howard signing. I think I'd rather, in hindsight, I'd rather have kept him than spending a full MLE on Montrez Harrell. But I still think come playoff time, he's a one shift or a two shift player. Yeah. Um, Kent Bazemore, obviously, I'd rather have Otto Porter Jr. And, you know, every day of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, every day of the year. Yeah. All the days. Uh, Wayne Ellington, I think it's good. I think it's, he's better than Ben McLemore, who went but to he's fourth But 35? Yeah, McLemore was much younger. McLemore is younger, but he's also more inconsistent, so... Yeah, I think it's yeah. fine. And who's I think the last player we signed? Who am I missing? Oh, you're missing Trevor Riza. Trevor Riza. The oldest, I think, of all this entire group. Easily. Yeah, he's the oldest, but I think he's defensive wings for the minimum. I think he, he was a good option there. Yeah, uh, you know, in the second round of the playoffs, there's like this graph made by Kirk Goldsberry of ESPN that went viral. And it was that Giannis is one of the best Kevin Durant defenders in the NBA, like, statistically, but he never guarded Kevin Durant that series. I looked at the graph, and Trevor Ariza is one of the best Kevin Durant defenders over the past decade, so that, that was interesting. And you got him for the minimum, and he can shoot corner three, so I'll take it. Well, he's only – he he's not as high as people think he is. He's, like, what, a 34 35% uh, three-point shooter at this point in time, so – We'll see how if he if he can at least give us that or maybe thirty seven you know at maybe stretching it out there. Hopefully he can do that. Wayne Ellington, if he can shoot forty two percent like he did in this last season, then uh, he can he's pretty much an asset for us if that's the case. Then you're talking about Kent Bazemore, who is a wild card and all this. You know, hopefully he can stay anywhere near above thirty five in that thirty five to forty range as far as being able to stay on the floor, if he can shoot that well. And then Dwight Howard, like you said, who knows what you're going to get from Dwight Howard at this point. Before I give out my grade, because Spencer has already given out a C for the Lakers on free agency as of day one, Jamie Sweet, your thoughts and your grade for the Lakers on day one of NBA free agency. Yeah, I I mean, C feels pretty fair. Um, I mean, I could see a B- minus if you look at the fact that there's still the potential of some sort of shooter sign and trade. Uh, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not counting that yet. I'm only counting I, I, what... I, just by today, I, I feel like C is fair. All right. Well, I've got a little bit less grade than that. But before we get to my grade, what are you doing at Lakerholics.com with your five things? Uh, I mean, now it's, you know, I had a, it's going to be five things I'll miss with the Alex Caruso walking out the door. But... Um, you know, that's the problem. Is that like the, this? I feel like today was all about building up a little bit of potential for uh, things on down the line. Um, we already we already ruined the draft with our, our with our Westbrook trade. Maybe we didn't want to also ruin NBA free agency and just piss everybody off. Uh, is is my hope? But you know, we're get, we're I'm working on a couple of five things, and hopefully we can. 
get something out of this uh, exception here before free agency ends, but I don't think that's a very long window. Well, I'll tell you right now, as I was talking to Spencer on that, I mean, if Otto Porter had been signed for the minimum, that's an A right there for you. That's right. an A. That's right. an A for Golden State. So kudos to them. For us right now, as it stands, and I'm hoping it turns around, and this time tomorrow night or any night after, and the next time we go on. I can say that it's going to turn around and be a much better grade, but if I was teaching it fairly and I try to be as fair as I can and looking at it objectively as I can, as a humongous Lakers fan, as a lifelong Lakers fan, I know I got a lot of junk at thrown at me last year when I didn't think that the Lakers by leaps and bounds were much better or did much better. I think everybody was praising Gasol. Everybody, I think maybe there was a couple that were – because of his playoff performance in the bubble, and you know they were they were still praising the Gasol signing and praising the Harold signing, and thought this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread and Schroeder. That Schroeder signing was okay, and it just didn't work out. But I think right now I'm going to go with a D plus, D plus at best. I think you know this this team just got older, and it was the oldest team in the NBA, and it just got older. I mean, that, that to me is just absolutely, uh, you know, head scratching. Signing a Wayne Ellington to come off your bench, okay, I can see it. But to go for Dwight Howard, to go for, you know, I mean, doesn't, um, wait, doesn't Wayne Ellington start on this team, don't you think? Like, that's, you start... that's the problem. You start any of those, <laughs> if you start any of those isn't, four isn't guys. starting two guard at this point, wouldn't you argue? Like... If you start any of those four guys, you're asking for trouble. And that, yeah. that to me is the problem because it's not five years ago. It's not 10 years ago. It's not 2017 where these guys maybe could have helped you more. It's not 2013 where these guys could have helped you a lot more. So I, I'm right now I'm going to say the Lakers have got a D plus for me. And I think Rob Palenka with, even if you throw in the Westbrook trade, even if you let throw in, let's you know getting rid of Caruso and letting him walk and hearing all the other deals that are out there that you could have gotten campaign could have just spiked up a little bit more and gotten, got him for the minimum, you know, the 5.9 is not the minimum, but the mid-level exception, the 5.9 year, I would have been a great pickup for the Lakers at 5.9 million personally, but you know what? It is what it is. And I'm just going to say right now, D plus right now for me. So guys, any thoughts? Am I, being too hard, I know Laker Tom would tell me glass half empty, glass half empty, a, glass half. As a lifelong optimist, I could, I, I think you're grading. I think the rest Westbrook. If you throw Westbrook in on this, I, I bump my grade up to a, a B minus. To be honest, uh, I meant just for today we got to see. Um, well, but, uh, would you would you still keep it around the C range, Spencer? Because uh, you and I were both so hard on the Lakers for the Russell Westbrook signing. I would. No, I'd probably keep C or C. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess my grade for today would be changed if we got like I don't know, Carmelo Anthony, Rudy Gay. Right. 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 Two more very young individuals. There you go. <laughs> that can't play defense very well. So yeah, that's but that would more, be a... but bring in more size than Ellington Baysmore, you know. And, and they shoot the three, and they shoot the three. You're right. right. Mello can get hot from the outside, and then we know Rudy Gay once. Uh, I think he was close to fifty percent not this season, but the previous season before. Season so season. he can hit from the he can hit from the outside. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that I was 
I was hoping for better selections, uh, you know, with, and they're still out there. So I don't know. Right. I hope the, the Lakers can really take a second look at some of these guys, but uh, you know, get, signing any more 30 plus year olds, that's a hard deal, man. When you sign four already and, and you're, you've already got no. what, okay, let's count out how many, let's count out before we have an out. Let's count out how many 30 plus year olds that we have on the team. LeBron. I think it's the whole team. No, AD is 29. AD is 29, right? When's his birthday? Yeah, well, no, he just turned 29, I thought. So, yeah, but he's closing in on the big 3 0. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, forget about it. Forget about it. Because it's, it's just giving me a headache after all. You're, gonna, you're just going you're just gonna, you're just gonna to bum yourself out. Listen, yes. the thing isn't to just think about the age, it is experience. It's experience and it's playoff hungry. It's a lot of guys. Who have either tasted a little bit or come up short, and but what happens know, when you're older, my friend? You get you know, slower, you get more injured. Yeah, but that's again, this is where Rob's. This is where Rob's asking about that Frank Vogel extension. Like, show me what you got, Frank, uh, with your defensive schemes, and that's that. This, the season's about those two things at this point, you know, because it's not about our. And West, well, this and, is not about West, the regular season to me. This again, uh, you know, the well, if but we ADN, we got to go through the regular season. We if LeBron just... and AD are healthy, they can he, us three can go out with them and they'll win forty five games. I mean, come on, it's just maybe sixty two. Well, okay, well sixty two. There you go. But <laughs> this team is going to do well in the regular season. I'm not disputing that. If the Lakers are healthy, they go through a full season, and AD has the kind of season that we all know we can have, and LeBron has just another LeBron <laughs> season. You know, and Westbrook gives you anything of what he can do, like he, how he played towards the end of last season. I mean, this team is going to win 55 games easy, if not more. It's yeah. just the fact with the matchups and who you got and who you can defend against. And we all know with Frank Vogel, he is so focused on the defensive end. And if you're if the guys you send out there just can't stay in front of the younger players, that's going to be a problem come playoff time. That's what I'm worried about. That's when I when I see all these older individuals coming to the Lakers team. You say experience, I say age, and and no, that's I, that's, that's both, the problem I, think, I have. I, I agree. I'm not I'm not trying to discount one and overinflate the other, but the, with with one comes the other, right? Like yeah. it's a it, it's a it's a pro and a con. And we have to just hope at this point that the 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 weight of experience is. Is is more uh, dense than the weight of age at this point. Well, we'll see what happens, indeed. But guys, if any big news comes across tomorrow, we'll go ahead and jump on again tomorrow evening and recap that. Uh, but for right now, it's been an incredible day. I do want to thank again the viewers and the listeners. We had uh, you know hundreds of viewers on our Facebook the first time around Lakers Fast Break, the first video that we did. So I want to thank you so much for doing that. Laker Tom was a great trooper being here for two hours. Sean Grice tried very hard and finally was able to break through with his connection. So I'm very thankful for him being part of it. Spencer, you've been terrific all day, and I cannot thank you enough. You've been a trooper at being here. And it's and it's 1 o'clock in the morning where you're at. So really appreciate you being here. Jamie, you've been fantastic. You couldn't be here in a visual format or earlier, but you're here now. And, of course, you you were just great on the chat board earlier. Also, the biggest thanks, again, goes to you, the fans out there that watch us and listen to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. So if you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, at Lakers Fast Break. But the best place to go or the best places to go 
are, once again, Basketball University on Medium and, of course, Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And a big shout-out to the Hoop Heads Podcast Network for going ahead and helping us promote the Lakers Fast Break to everyone out there. So day one of NBA Free Agency looks like it's in the books. Check out our Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break. I'll keep tweeting as best I can until I fall asleep and possibly pass out and die and hopefully not and maybe i'll be resurrected by the time tomorrow night comes around so we'll see what happens but again it's been a great pleasure having everyone here for nba free agency day one who knows what will happen tomorrow there's still a lot of names out there there's still a lot of chances for the team to go ahead and improve and we'll find out if they can go ahead and improve tomorrow maybe maybe sooner we'll find out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.